Manzi intros. Welcome back. Hey guys. It's, it's Wednesday. I almost said it was Thursday. It's Wednesday, November 2nd. Welcome to November. Right? No shave November for many. No shave November. We're doing that or? I'm doing it. Are you doing it? I mean, yeah, I don't like shave that often anyway, so it's not that big of a deal for me to do. Same. Are you, okay, so before we like get into something else, I want to hear your opinion on the whole trimming rule. Oh yeah. That we were discussing last night. Yeah, no, no. Cause I have a strong opinion about it, but I'm curious what you think. No, there are rules. Um, first and foremost, you cannot shave entirely. That's, you know, I think that's clear. Yeah, you can't. Can't shave entirely. the hard purpose. But I think the most important part to, to pay attention to is you are allowed to trim. You are allowed to, to clean it up, if you will. You are allowed to, you know, make changes mm. to the beard. Mm. However, by the end of November, there has to be, and, and here's where it's a little ambiguous because the size of the region I'm about to describe is, you know, there's no definitive measure. Okay. But there has to be at least a sizable region of the beard that has maintained its length throughout. Unshaven. Okay. okay. Whether it's a mustache, whether it's just like a, even a soul patch, maybe. So you're telling me that. Eh, not a soul patch. I don't like that. Actually. It's too, too small. Must, I would say mustache, goatee, like those big chops, mutton chops. Mm-hmm. Something like that's like a clear facial hair. Like something that's obvious that like I did this intentionally. I want to push back because it feels wrong that you should be able to. Like say you say first to the first fifteen days of November you've grown a full beard you haven't trimmed it but then you, and then you shave it down to a mustache or a goatee and that's acceptable I as long as you keep that mustache slash goatee growing throughout the rest of the month I think so because it, it's in the name no shave November and you clearly shaved a substantial portion of your face off so maybe I, I guess it would be interesting to know how nice the beard was beforehand on this person right because me you BK you guys like us. I mean, we have sort of beards, but they're not like that you, long. Well, you, have, you grow a pretty good. You you grow a better beard than the two of us do. But I don't think like 15 days in, it's going to be, be like a like nice a, beard where it's like. Oh, so you're saying? You know what I'm saying? Though, like 15 days in, it, it won't it won't be that. It, it won't even be it won't like be that thick and full of a beard that it would be wrong. That it's to, like, oh my gosh, he shaved his beard and now has a mustache. It would be like, oh, like he went from like that like sort of beard to a mustache. You know what I mean? Okay, maybe I I know I get it. I just I it's. A little bit of a culture shock for because this whole time I was always under the assumption you could not trim it, you can't make it look good. The part of the fun is that it looks a little scraggly and shitty towards the end. I think it's like Pong house rules. So we just decide. I think so. Okay. So what do you? Those are the rules I generally abide by, just because I like to go go tea, as you know. You do. You um the the goatee brothers exactly. It's really a a rule for or a rule to appease myself because you want to have fun. It makes it more fun for you because like. You know, I, I'm not a big planner, but like one day I might be like, fuck, I want to go tea. So do you envision yourself in the next month going go tea? I have no idea. I think you should. But one day I'm going <clears> to <throat> wake up and be like, wow. You want, you're leaving yourself some room to be spontaneous. Yes. It's, it makes it a I don't more like entertaining to lock process. In. You know, but maybe. I don't I, like to lock myself into anything in life. Maybe. Uh, I'm a free flowing kind of guy. Maybe abiding by the rules and, you know, like toughing it out. Like yeah, exactly. No it's shave it's not supposed to be because like it's also, it's supposed to be a challenge. I think that's the whole point. Yeah, I, I think cause I think it all derived from like you do you don't shave and like you donate. So, I don't know. I, there's some like 
actual meaning to it besides mm-hmm. just doing it for fun. Mm-hmm. So it should be somewhat rigorous, and I feel like trimming your beard, make, turning it into a mustache or whatever you will find desirable is not... I mean, I'm not a fan of, like, trimming everything. Like, like you cannot make it shorter, everything shorter. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Oh, like, sorry, if you're growing uh, out your beard... Like BK was trying to argue. Yeah, yeah. Like, that does not count. You cannot have stubble throughout the month of November and be like, oh, I did no shave November. No, that's dumb. Yeah, that's fair. So maybe, like... Okay, uh, okay. I so think then, as long as, like, there's, like, a significant part of your face that has not been shaven. But I, I don't mind the challenge of not shaving at all. Because then you're, that's, that's, you're sacrificing something. You're right. sacrificing maybe your appearance or how your face feels could be itchy, you know. But it makes it, it makes the challenge the challenge. I'm going to, I'm not, I don't know what I'm going to do because now I'm conflicted because it, it would be nice to be able to, you know, do something fun with the with, with it, but. I don't know. I've, I sh- maybe I should stick to my guns. Uh, who's to say? Really? Do your thing. Do your thing. Um, in other news, uh, BK Baller is refing tonight. I saw him on his way out. He was excited. Was he excited to go? He was he wearing his whole ref outfit or not? He's wearing a hoodie and shorts. Maybe he changes. DC shorts he, though, so he changes when he gets there. Maybe. I know that he last night he was. So for those of you who don't know, um, BK. Oh, actually, no, you guys definitely know BK is a ref, but his most. Um, his favorite sport is definitely basketball. Favorite sport to play and to ref. And so last night he was telling me how excited he was. He was like doing all like the motions. He was showing me like the like the blocking stuff. And I asked him like, oh, like he likes show me like what you would do if you were going to charge. And I've asked him that like ten times before. But I just think it's funny when he does it. And yeah. he was like, he's like eager. And he's working like hard hours. Like he's he's working. animated. Tomorrow and today, tonight and tomorrow night, he's working like combined like nine hours. That's really? a lot. Of, that's a lot of time. But he like does not. He's excited about it. What are his uh, hours? Like six to ten or something? Tonight it's like whatever. Yeah, maybe six to nine, six to ten, and then tomorrow oh. it's like till eleven. And so I don't know when it starts, but it's does, does he sign up for that or? Does I think, he sign that. <clears throat> I think what happens is they um all the refs give a preference as to what sport they would like to ref. Mm-hmm. So and then the manager does his best to abide by everyone's preferences if he can mm-hmm. right so um i'm guessing b and bk also has you know seniority or many of them i think he's a very highly respected ref oh i mean if, if we didn't know that before <laughs> we know that this semester yes because I mean, it's obvious when we were like when we would play in the softball games and the refs would call upon bk even though he wasn't like refing or being a supervisor oh, he's a player he playing and they were like asking him for advice and like his yeah. input which is like kind of like fucked up but it's it's awesome. just, well, it just goes to show how how much of an influence he's he the don. He is the don of the refs, <laughs> and you wouldn't you wouldn't think that'd be the case, but I, he well, takes it very seriously. He does. He loves it, and I think that gives him more confidence. I, I think he's the kind of guy like he's typically not like the most confident person, but it's a role going. in which confidence is needed. Yes, and since he cares about it, and he likes what he's doing. It, he right. finds it a lot easier to like make his voice heard uh, and to be that father figure for the rest of them. Father figure. I mean, I'd want him to be my dad. BK? I mean, he'd be a good dad. The only problem is you'd have to face childhood obesity. Because he would order Burger King every single day. Yeah, that'd be tough. Um, other than that? No, he'll marry somebody who will take care of the food. Put him in line. Things. He's not going to be cooking anything. No, no. But like that's when, why I when, say when, that. when mom's out girl on girls' night and it's oh, up, yeah. up to dad to make a decision about what we're getting. He'd be a fun out. dad. 
It'd be a pretty fun day. He'd throw the ball out. He'd throw the, he would throw the ball with you all the time. He'd he would. With you. He would. He would. Um, I feel like he'd be the kind of dad that, you know, there's like some, like, remember sleepovers back in the day? Yeah. Some dads don't do anything. You know, you wake up and you're just miserable and whatever. Yeah. Some dads, you know, bacon, eggs, they make pancakes, French so. toast. Some dads, two, two dozen donuts and like, I don't know, milk and you're good. You think he'd be the two dozen donuts in the milk? 100%. He's not cooking anything. No. He's going to no. go to Dunks or whatever. He's, he's going to Dunkin'. He's picking up two dozen donuts, and he's saying, go nuts. Yeah. Don't tell your mothers. Yeah, that sounds like a pretty good... The, the second and third options are pretty great. But, like, don't yeah. be the dad that, like... No. Like, how should... Like, I... Bad dad behavior is what that or is. Or even, like, the like at least one of the parents has got to make... Especially if you're talking about, like, middle school age kids. Yeah. The parents got to make, like, food. I agree. You can't be like waking up and be like, "All right, I got nothing to eat." Like you don't have a car, you have right. You're nowhere to go. Like in most of the time, you know, your mom or dad is not picking you up until eleven or noon. Yeah, for sure. So, are you just not supposed to eat between when you wake up and noon? Yeah, but I don't. Have you ever dealt with a situation like that? I'm looking back. I don't really remember. I don't think times where I was not fed. Yeah, I, I don't even. Does that actually even happen? I don't. It's, it's gotta happen. So it's gotta it's happen. probably happens to more people than we think. I'm sure. I'm sure it's happened. Um, I, I'm seeing here that you wrote down a huge question that you wanted to ask. Oh yeah, that is and a huge. I'm, question. I'm curious why you were thinking about Christmas because you know it's not even Thanksgiving yet, and so I think it's a little bit premature, Ryan. I don't think so. I am. I'm getting ready for Christmas so music. You're, you're, no, 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 no. You can't listen to Christmas music. I'm yet. Getting ready for. The, the Christmas decor that we're going to put up in our in our dorm. Not until after Thanksgiving, though. Pretty soon. No, we're not Actually, doing it until after Thanksgiving. Uh, and no Christmas in tunes. Room, in my room, there's going to be a lot of Christmas decor. So you're telling me if I listen to a Christmas song right now, I'll be okay? 100%. Dude, that's... I was so much the opposite of this opinion, like, two years ago. Why? Um, Sophomore year, my sister sent me the Thanksgiving song, a song by Ben Rector, great artist. He's got a few hits. I think you mentioned this. Um, and I, you know, I was listening to this song all through November. It got me, he got me through November to the Christmas music. Um, but Thanksgiving's just different this year for me. I'm not going home to see my parents. I won't be with my siblings. I'll see my brother and then I'll be with Hannah's family. It's just different. For me, it's different. Feels different. So I'm kind of, I'm skipping the vibe of it. So you don't even want to like, no, I'll enjoy it, of course. Thanksgiving's great. The food is always delicious. I like the sitting around watching TV, watching the NFL games. But between now and Thanksgiving, I'm not like, you know, in that Thanksgiving mood. What, what do the Qualtrics make for Thanksgiving? Do you know? Was it, have you ever had Thanksgiving with them? I don't think so. Thanksgiving, I always have at home. So I'll be, well, I'll be, curi- I'll be curious to see. I'm sure that I know, I know a few years ago. Hannah's dad air fried a turkey or deep fried a turkey or some kind of fried that's a turkey. That's kind of cool. If it's deep and fried, it, that's awesome. He did some sort of frying of the turkey and it turned out black. Like he burnt the oh, crap out of it. it. Oh, yeah. Never mind. Um, so they definitely do turkey. That's, and I know Hannah does not like turkey and she likes ham. So they so definitely do a ham. ham. I like having both options. Yeah. But we don't do that, but I like, I would like to have We always have options. both. You have both. Always. We yeah. save the ham for Christmas. It's like separate. I don't know. Christmas Eve or some bullshit. I don't. Yeah, we do both. Oh, no, 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 not now. So we're not ham on Christmas. We do, we do ham on, um, we do ham and lamb for Easter. Ham and lamb? Because some people don't like lamb. So we do ham mm. as well. 
Maybe that's what the logic Maybe. At, at my household is about the turkey. What do you do? So you, do you do turkey and ham at your at your place? Yeah, I eat them both. They're delicious. I I, I actually like the ham better. I think it's more flavorful. Turkey, but turkey with the, gravy. The turkey light meat. You need gravy. The turkey oh, dark, dark meat is delicious. Is delicious. Yeah. It's, it's you know it's tender. It's moist. Mm, it's it's mm, great. Stop! Dude, you're making me hungry. I gotta I eat. I mean, <laughs> the best dish though on Thanksgiving is undoubtedly one, two, three stuffing. Stuffing. Yeah, so, of course. Right, but, close. Wait, what kind of stuffing do you have? Because we have two different types of stuffing. We have stuffing. Period. So, um, so then let me know what your stuffing is. So we do bread stuffing. Then we do meat stuffing. The bread one. The bread one, right? The bread one's delicious. But we also do a delicious one. Another delicious one is meat stuffing. It's basically just like okay, ground meat. It's like ground pork, like spiced. Okay. And but it's like it's like not it's not just ground meat though. It's it's almost like thick. Uh, it's hard to describe it, but if you taste it, you think it's delicious. Stuffing texture, like bread stuffing. No, texture? no, no. It's not the same. It's very much different. I don't even know it. why you call it stuffing. I, it's not. I don't, I don't even. It's probably like a. I think the bread stuffing's like the normal one. Yeah, no, I think you're yeah. right because that's like that's the stuff like you could buy like store bought, right? You know, in like a box. You know, I I actually homemade stuffing once. You made it yourself when I was abroad for Thanksgiving. You, you everyone made something, and you I made stuffing. How do you do it? I went nuts. Do you like take I so I bought bread. bread, like a loaf, a loaf of bread, like four days beforehand, okay. or maybe three days. Maybe two days. Two to four days beforehand. Sure. I bought a loaf of bread. Not a loaf like you're thinking, though. You're thinking of, like, like cut up, like, in a thing. Not like a shit loaf. Like a really good loaf. Like, bread. <clears throat> like not from a bakery. Yeah, from a bakery. Not a baguette, either, though. It's called Bauenbrot. It's like... German bread? It's like a big oval. Okay. Like a football. Oh, it looks okay. like a football. I kind of can imagine you know what, what I'm talking, talking about. about. Yep. You buy quarters of it. Yep, yep. Anyway, I let that sit out. <laughs> I, I, like, opened the package or thing, the plastic. I let it sit out. Let it get hard. Oh, like want, a crouton. You want it to like get. You want it to like get stale. Stale. Okay. Yeah. And then I bought Mirapoi. You know what Mirapoi is? Nobody knows what freaking Mirapoi is. Is it Mirquip somewhere? No, Mirapoi. 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 How do you spell that? M I R E P O I X. No. Never heard of it, huh? Never heard of it. Had you heard, had you heard of it before? Yes. Doing using it? Yes. Because well, I'm the one like like I didn't buy Mirapoi by itself. I bought the ingredients to Mirapoi. It's just a combination of three things. Oh. Carrots, celery, and I think I, onion. I've seen this before. Yeah, and they sell and it at grocery stores. And yeah, they usually oh, sell it together. Okay. Oh, so, oh, that. Oh, yeah. So it makes sense. That would be part of the. So, stuff. like when I worked at the produce at the grocery store, there was like a little container. You know, you could buy like already mirepoix cut up, like mm. basically just diced carrots, celery, and onion. Mm. Anyway, so I bought mm. those three ingredients, diced them up myself, and then I think I used like a bunch of chicken broth and like water, and then I had to like soak the bread in it. And then, I don't know, use the mirror point. I followed a recipe. It was actually pretty good. Definitely not as good as regular stuffing, though. Texture was off. What do you mean by regular stuffing? Like stuffing that I'm used to. Well, so when you have stuffing you're used to, your mom makes it from scratch or she buy it? Uh, good question. I'm not sure. I think she makes it. It's, I mean, if, I, if it's you think if it's really good, it's probably she probably makes it. It's not, and I don't think it's that hard to make for like someone who. No, knows I mean, if doing. I could make it, let alone it wasn't like, as good as normal sh- stuffing. Mm-hmm. Like, but if I could make it, yeah, you would think. I think what you mean. All right. Um. So Thanksgiving's on our minds. Uh, Christmas is on your mind. Christmas is on my mind. Um, when, what's the isn't question? it weird though? Isn't it weird? Like, we are 21, 22 years old. Like, we're gonna graduate college next year. Like, done with school. Like, we're on to the like. There's two parts of life: school and work. Yeah, we're going to the work part. Holy shit! Can you still ask for things for Christmas? How does that work? 
I think at this point in your life, you ask for just one thing. And it's something of utility. Like, um... Underwear. Like underwear. Clothes. Like... Uh, like... Well, see, for us, it's... Like, me and my family, it's always been, like, clothes, basically. Yeah, okay. Clothes is the main thing. That's always the... Yeah, yeah. It's like, al- that's always, like, makes up the, mo- the, the bulk yeah. of the... Like, we don't really classes. go back to school shopping or anything like that. Yeah. So, if we're ever going to get clothes that's, like, different from what we had last year, it's going to be at Christmas. But, like... So nothing's changing then for me. Don't you think something should change? Like my sister, for example, well, she's less. 28. Oh, she asked for stuff? She's 28, and since, I mean, she obviously lives in Nashville now. But when we were all home, as of like uh, two years ago, she was still getting a bunch of stuff. Uh, we were all getting a bunch of things. And even then, to me, it felt weird just being 17, 18, 19 years old. Yeah. But now that I'm like going to be tw- 22, going to start a job feels weird. But I feel the pressure from the do gift they, givers. So do they already ask you, what you, who asked you what you wanted? My aunt. He, oh, but that's different. Why? That's your aunt. I mean, she always gives you shit. Right, but just as much as my mom and dad do for that day. You know what I mean? Oh, for that day. Okay, okay. Um, Yeah. She's already asking you? It's it's like a two months before. Apparently my brothers are already asking Does she have her. nothing better to do? Or is it like I mean, she works. She cares about you so much that she has no she other. She's no other nephews. Oh yeah, she doesn't nieces. have. You're, you're her only nephew and nieces. She doesn't have her own kids, right? Uh. Uh-uh. So she likes to devote all the attention like, to you. I get it. Um, but yeah. I mean, like even my mom was asking me like, "Hey, what do you think of Christmas?" Do you even like, know, I think the the problem I mean, here is you don't anything. even know what you want, and well, you don't need anything. For the past like five years of my life, maybe four, like you you come to the point of realization where like you realize you don't need anything. Like when you're yeah, you know. up until you're like 15, 16, you're like, I need this. Like, I really need COD. I really need yeah, an Xbox. Yeah, I need this or that or the other thing. But once you turn like 17, 18, 19, you realize like, I'm, I'm set. If I get, if I get nothing for Christmas, I'm fine. Uh, yeah. Like yeah. taking out like the, the, uh, be a the, sad Christmas. the classic stuff. Taking out like the whole like, oh, that would be a weird Christmas. Like looking back, like sad memory. Like in terms of the actual receiving gifts part, you wouldn't care. No. No, and I I think um I would like to I would like to think that all of our peers like are very aware of the fact that like we don't need anything. No, no, I mean no, and uh, yeah, I think it's just like I think it hits it happens to somebody everybody at some point just depending on like maturity level. It there's yeah. always an age, right? So yeah, anywhere from like 16 to 20 probably. But you know what? I, I have an idea for you. Want like you don't need anything, right? But I'm sitting here next to you, and I'm looking at you wearing this Bears jersey. It's a Greg Olson Reebok Bears jersey. It's yeah. definitely like it's it's cool, it's vintage, but like maybe you ask for a my mom just a sent me the Bears same. jersey for Christmas. Um, yeah, I Justin could. Fields, he's been playing better. Fields um, has been playing better. Yeah, objectively, he's objectively been playing very well, and and he just and I say very because I mean it. I'm glad you mean it. I mean it so much that I, as of two weeks ago, I picked him up on my fantasy team. Yeah, he's like the 11th ranked quarterback right now. Yes, he is. Um, Past two weeks. And they just add a new weapon, albeit they probably paid too much for it, Chase Claypool. I think I think it's an interesting discussion I'd love to have. Um, we could have it at another time if you'd like. No, we can talk about it whenever. We can talk about it now. We can talk about it later. Um, I, there's a lot of things to cover today. Um, as always. Let's jam pack. Let's let's talk about something that's been on my mind. Like when you overfill two pieces of bread with too much peanut butter and jelly, jam packed. But that's not, you know it's not really a problem though. No, because, no, no. Exactly. Because you love yeah, the peanut yeah. butter, you love the jelly. Ooh, that sounds good right now. It's just you know the bread is constraining. Did you eat dinner? 
I did. Did you have that pasta you made for yourself? I did. Ah, I that was good the second day, but it's fine. Did you eat cold? No, I hate it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm not a freak show. Um, B. Scott, um, he he eats cold pasta. Only he like he thinks that cold food is better than warm food in general. Hot food. Yeah, yeah. It's I think the, you can make the, the argument stupid. for some things. No, 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 no. He thinks it's everything. It's probably like, the dumbest take he's ever like, had. Like, no matter what it is. Yeah, he, he thinks no, he thinks generally... Well, let's try to be... Like, cold pasta better than hot I pasta. Think, no, I think he... More often than not, the cold more version of a food is better than the hot version of I a mean, food. I mean, it's it's not crazy to think that, like, you know, the next day cold pizza is, you know, better than the original hot pizza. I think it's still a hot take, but it's, it's a take I've heard before. It's a common no. take. And I think... But... Like dinner leftovers when it's not pizza, it's, I just cannot imagine eating it cold. Well, in, like, I think maybe like with the pizza example, yeah, like you could eat a cold piece of pizza and it would taste good. But right. look, it's definitely not better than the hot piece of pizza. I think it depends on the pizza. Okay, like give me an example. And it depends on like, well, it depends on a lot of things, right? So, <sighs> so let's say like you you just left, you know, playing basketball at the gym with the fellas. And on the way back, you grab like a snack because you guys are hungry. I don't yeah. know, McDonald's. Okay. Something small though, not something huge. You get home, parents ordered pizza. Mm. You just had a snack. <laughs> you're not extremely hungry anymore, but you're still hungry. You eat the pizza. It's great. It tastes good. Next morning, or later that night, you go out and you drink 12 beers. Go to sleep at 2 a.m. You wake up at 11 a.m. You go in that fridge. You're having a cold slice of pizza. You're telling me that slice of pizza doesn't taste better than the one that you had last night? But... You have to look at it all else, e- all else. That's what I'm saying. All things equal. But I'm saying it's a contextual thing, so you can't. You can't control for those other things because you're never eating cold pizza in the same context that you're eating hot pizza. Never. I I, I think I get what you're saying, never. but but we're looking. But that's but that's why you you no. But you can control for those things to determine which one is really better. Who's eating cold pizza at 7 p.m. though? I don't think it's ever the. Argument. Okay, it's always the morning, right? Right. Yeah. Oh, he it's might. Always, no, always, I think he's eating. No, no, no. I think I think he think would. Like, he would say, with, regardless like, of context, he would choose. Like cold he pizza. comes home, parents ordered pizza, hot, ready to go. There's pizza from two days ago that's cold. He would choose the cold pizza. That's blasphemy. Well, if, he, if, if that's true, then he's that is blasphemy. I'd have to ask him that. That'd be crazy. I think it's. But he, if it's, uh, but that's what he always argues. But so. even pizza aside, if we're if we're like disregarding pizza and like disregarding the hangover like 11 a.m. pizza. That's a ridiculous take. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe we'll have them call in some time and explain Even things, that. Cause many, uh, among many things that he says that are pretty stupid. But I mean, almost everything I can think of is better hot. Literally. So I don't, I, exactly. I, I like, he thinks cold chicken's better than hot chicken. Cold chicken? He like, what does that mean, cold chicken? Like, say, like, mom cooked chicken breast last night, which is classic, and then you had some leftover, and so you ate cold out of the thing. Or cold pasta is better than warm pasta. Not even taking into consideration how much drier the chicken is the next day. Exactly. Why would you want to eat a cold piece of chicken? Weird. I know. I know. I know. You were trying to defend him. Even don't. I think the only thing that's arguable is pizza there. Yeah. And because it's contextual. Well, big asterisk. Pizza. um, I mean, you've never heard that. I think cold pasta is good. But uh, why wouldn't you heat it up? No, exactly. No, I know. Okay, like, bring it back to my original point that some of the things are good, but they're never better except if there's context that you I just grabbed. I agree. So I don't know. Even things that are meant to be eaten cold for the most part, like cookies and brownies, are better warm. So much better warm. Oh, or room temperature. They're meant to be eaten room temperature. Right. They're hot. Right. Hot. Everything. Hot. It's good. It's really. It's really good stuff. Oh yeah. Um. Okay. So, I want to touch on this quickly. 
Which, I mean, there's oh, so many things we could talk about. But we'll just we'll just progress through the normal what we what I was planning. Quick thoughts on the whole Ime Udoka situation, and there's a lot of stuff going on in the NBA right now. And you know, we've been it's been what two weeks of games, and uh, there's a lot we could talk about. But this Ime Net Celtic situation is is such it's a weird. headline it's that weird. it's it's so unorthodox that I think we need to give our thoughts. Essentially, the Ime, there's reports that Ime is going to be the Nets head coach after they just fired Steve Nash yesterday. And these reports came like out almost immediately by Woj. Um, obviously, you know, Ime had been suspended by the Celtics for having a sexual relationship with Austin Morton, an inappropriate sexual relationship. And to clarify, only suspended by the Celtics. Only, su- only suspended the by the Celtics. And it, apparently it came out yesterday that the Celtics had always were always of the mindset that they would not stop Ime from going to, from signing with another team, which was not. I mean, could they? They yeah. How could you? Because they. So like a clause. They didn't contract? suspend because they didn't sus- they didn't fire him. They suspended him. So they still own they they still control his rights. So it, what they, what they could have done is they could have said, no the the I mean, clause of the suspension states that you can't. Go to, I'll be hired by the team. So in his, in his contract to start with, though, it's it's like he's binded to the Celtics. Yeah, so they had the, he he can't quit or anything. Well, he can resign, and the, he would have to. For, I think, but he, but in that case, you forfeit. I think some of the salary. They could trade him. Actually, so, they could literally trade him for like picks. Really, compensation. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like that's that's why this is. There's a whole. That's weird. There's a there's a um, discussion right now. Where Woj reported that the Celtics are not going to be asking for compensation, but they could if they wanted to. Jason Kidd. So a coach, uh, a coach is like a player. You can't trade them for a player, I don't think. But either well, way, you can trade them for, for picks. coaches. So you picks. could. So you could trade a coach for a coach. But I don't. I don't. That is hilarious. See, I don't know about that. See, I, I think it's not like you wouldn't call it a trade. It just it's the equivalent of a trade. So, for example, Jason Kidd. Uh, like this is probably like oh, eight years ago now. Like he was the coach of the Nets, and then the Nets traded him, traded him to Milwaukee, and the Nets received pick compensation back. But I think what really happened was that's so weird. What what, what happened was Jason Kidd wanted to coach the Nets instead. Wanted to coach the Bucks instead of the Nets. Still under contract with the Nets, and so in in that situation. The Nets would feel would be like, okay. We'll let you coach on the team, but we since you are forfeiting your contract early, we feel like we deserve compensation the, for that. And then the Bucks had to acquiesce. And the Bucks have to acquiesce that if and that which which means that they thought, so from their perspective, they have to decide that it's that having worth Jason Kidd as a head coach is worth the value of that. the picks. Whatever. So that so that so so there's precedent of that happening. So that's why that's a topic. But Celtics have said they're not going to look for that. Um, wouldn't you think that in the suspension they would say like you can't leave? By the way, maybe they didn't. Maybe they purposely said they that it was okay if they did. Why would they purposely do that though? I think that they have no intention of him. They had no intention of him being reinstated after the year was up. Oh, so I, I think that was that was kind of uh, the unspoken truth of it all. So because if you did, you would say no, you can't go to another team. But I think very weird scenario in general. I think what happens is, I think it was actually a very strategic move of the Celtics in this case because because since since they suspended him instead of firing him, 
I was about to say, why didn't they just fire him? Because then they would have had to owe him the money. All the money that they so, promised him in the contract, but by so, so suspending since, him and then he re, he resigned somewhere else. Yes. Yeah, so now who pays him? He still gets paid, right? He gets paid, but by the Nets. But I believe saying. that the Nets complicated would pay part of the contract. Like either, either the contract would entirely move over, and the Nets would then pay email what the Celtics promised to, or the Celtics would eat up some of it, mm-hmm. and then. The Nets would offer him a, a rework the contract. It's it, no matter what happens, it's the Celtics are better off than they if they had fired him. So essentially, the suspension, if I understand this correctly, the suspension was a, was actually a, just a smart firing where they didn't intend to ever resign him, but they figured that someone else would want to hire him. So and you so kind of think that they played they, the right they went into the suspension knowing, all right, we're going to suspend you. And it's pretty likely that another team is going to look at you and, and want you based on the season you had last year. Yeah, exactly. And because you're only suspended by us, not the league, it's very likely that you would want to go in that way regardless. Yep. So we're going to suspend you and make that move inevitable. Yep. Because why well, Why would he want to be suspended for a year when he can easily just go somewhere else? Exactly. So instead of firing you and foregoing all oh, this money that we would pay you, we're going to suspend you and make you do it yourself. Exactly. Yeah, and that's that's that is that's oh, that's what I think is what what happened. Um, obviously, the fact that he is reportedly going to sign with the Nets as the head coach like makes that makes my um, theory about this makes sense. Um, you know, that it's not, that's why I created the theory because of the context. It's just so immediate. Well, that's what that's what that's. But my, at the same time, if I'm Emay. And I see the Nets fire Steve Nash. I'm calling the Nets that day. So that's what I, I'm curious your opinion. So you think, uh, I speculate there's tampering involved. Nash gets fired and immediately the reports are that, the Ta- reports. By, and by tampering, you mean like the Nets reached out to Ime saying if we fire Nash. Before, before they fired Nash. Because I, I think it, from the traditional standpoint of tampering, there's no way they could, I th- I'm not sure how it works with coaches, but there's no I was way you say it's avoid usually it associated with players and free agency. Exactly. So I, th- I don't think there'd be a problem with the Nets talking to Ime, even though he's still under contract with the Celtics. Right. But there might be an issue with them talking to a uh, Ime while Steve Nash is still their active head coach. I, I think that's got to be some sort of transgression, and there's no way unless. But maybe to your point, maybe it just was such a logical, you know, makes uh, marriage. Between the organization and this new this coach, so, like that, he called. They they like just talked to each other immediately. Yeah, I but mean, do you really fired Steve Nash without you know having that in the backdrop, or maybe they just assumed he would come without even talking to him. I don't know. There's a lot. You yeah, they never know these things because they could easily look at the Celtic situation, and be like, look at this amazing coach who's suspended by his team. He wants to get back out there and yeah. coach. If once we get rid of this guy, he's not going to. We're going to no, give him a call, and he's going to be like, "Let's do it." Fuck yeah! And he's bit, he he actually was a former assistant. They're familiar with him. I, I personally, if I'm Ime, like I'm taking this job, but I, with a grain of salt. I mean, the Nets organization has been a shit show. Um, the the players have hijacked uh, the. You see what the whole uh, franchise. See what JJ uh, Reddick said. JJ Reddick says that they've pushed the player empowerment movement a little too far. Far, too far. Too far. Kyrie's obviously dealing with this whole anti-Semitic tweet thing. Yeah, and he. KD, KD's honestly. 
As much as KD can be a menace on Twitter, yeah, he's been rather professional in his Brooklyn well, yeah, tenure. And, besides this little off-season game he played, exactly. And look, like from, once the season starts, he's a basketball player. You could argue, yeah, and you could argue that from a bas- so from a basketball standpoint, KD has been a little bit of a pussy, I guess, because with the whole Warriors situation and even his, yeah, even even his actions on Twitter, they always revolve around something to do with basketball. He's like being salty about whatever what a fan sure. about him. But he is never outside of the realm, the sphere of basketball. He hasn't He's not really made any sort of controversial opinions or stances. No. Uh, Kyrie is the king of that. So I mean, I, I don't know how. The thing, thing about uh, KD is oh, KD's KD's play always backs up every kind of weird move he does. Exactly, and he's, you he's could so argue good. that Kyrie's hasn't, and I agree. But also has he, and not even his play, but his pre- like his availability. So when you are when you have an opinion and it causes you to miss X amount of games, that that then it's hard to back it up. It's like, okay, you're anti-vax, but that's causing you to miss all the games in this season. And now it's like I, I don't know. It's, there's just it's just a weird level. He, of he likes he likes to play games and he's well, distraction. It's become obvious. It's like it's like. Taking situations and isolating them, it's it's like okay, you can almost understand where you're coming from in all of them. But if you take it as a whole, like oh my god, this guy like loves the drama or, or something. He ever like, since, likes to be different. Ever since he left Cleveland, he's been a menace. Literally, and I don't think anyone knew that before he left. No, I mean, how could you? He was in Cleveland. He was fine. So, so bottom line, as a Celtics fan, this irks you. The whole situation bothers me because it sucks. To in lose. the first place that Ime yeah. had to do this and take that out of consideration. Like let's say like you're you're accepting of the fact that Ime is suspended and you got this like interim coach or maybe he's permanent, I don't yep, know. Yep, yep. This happens just now. Irks you, it's whatever because he was already suspended. It doesn't really I, annoying I, maybe. It's almost like annoying, but it, it's you know it makes sense in a way because of course the most dysfunctional franchise in the NBA at the moment brings in the most controversial coach. Only controversial though because he what slept with a Yeah, I'm not saying that he's a bad guy or whatever. I don't think right. he thinks that. I that's a, that's obviously why think, they're hiring. Like, him. like I don't think his name is tainted in any no, in any uh, sort of way. No, not really. I think it um I don't there's definitely There's definitely a, stuff we don't know though. Well, the, that's the problem. I think the Celtics by being ambiguous are hurting his reputation because it's like okay, if you're the Nets, you're like, or we're, saving we're, we're going to sign this guy because we're saving it. We're saving it. Because we're going to sign this guy because we we he supposedly he did this thing that they suspended him for. We don't know the details, but it wasn't bad enough that the league would look into it, or like there was a league finer suspension. So we're assuming that it's not like criminal. Well, yeah, I don't. But maybe, but maybe that's like maybe it's not criminal, but maybe it's like borderline, like really fucked up. But the Celtics have chosen not to disclose anything of details. So I think there's risks. Uh, taken here. I guess I'm. I'm. I'm almost. So towards, I'm indifferent. Fan. The subject's been indifferent. I'm almost indifferent. I think That's it's fair. interesting. I mean, you're suspended anyway. It was it's just like entertaining to talk about. Yeah, I don't like. I don't, as, as Nets a, don't scare me. I'm not like, oh, now that they have email, we're gonna be screwed. I think they're definitely better. They're definitely better. Hundred percent, they're better. They're definitely better. He's a much. So better as, as a Nets Nash. fan, as a Nets fan, I'm happy. Oh yeah. If, if I'm a, if I'm a Nets fan, I'm I'm happy. I'm I'm still upset about how. Dark Barclays Arena is oh, so dark in there. So dark. What is up with that? They're trying to design that. They're trying to do it like the same way Madison Square Garden does it, but Madison Square Garden pulls it off for some reason. Barclays Madison Square Garden though is like 
they like turn off like literally all the lights except for like the court. But the court is bright. It's like light. Oh, so you think Barclays is not even bright? The court. It's even? like dark gray. Oh, because like the oh, I see what you're saying. The court. It's, I mean, in general. No, but no, 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 but like the court itself is gray. The court itself is dark, which just adds on to the entire darkness that they're trying to emulate. But in adding that darkness, you just like blow the entire system up. You yeah, know what I mean? I think it looks the reason Madison Square Garden works is because the court is blue, orange, light. Like the light you know reflects I mean? off it well. Right. So they're like, oh, let's take that idea, except have a dark court, but that takes away the entire idea. So you think they're just dumb? Yes. Yeah, I think the it's a terrible shit I mean, show. Would you want to play there? No. And they no. have the worst season ticket sales in the whole NBA. Really? Their fans are non-existent, really. Is it in Brooklyn? The it's in Brooklyn. It's literally in Brooklyn. I went there one time, actually, for a wrestling event, and mm-hmm. it's a nice stadium, but... Um, uh, what's his name? What's the big guy's name? Kevin Owens. No, he wasn't there. Oh. It was NXT. It wasn't WWE. Oh, NXT. Keith Lee. No, it was um, Austin... Austin... Uh, oh. Austin... Austin... Uh, Austin Theory. No, no, no. Austin Azari. Oh, what the heck's his name? He's in it. Austin Aries. Oh, I don't know. Um, no, not him. It wasn't him. It wasn't him. It was t- the, the the Tanako guy. Who's the Shinsuke Nakamura? Yeah, Shinsuke Nakamura. He was there. He's a stud. Yeah, he. It, that was sick. And then AJ Styles. AJ Styles. Nice. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so we saw them. My brother and I saw. Not them a fan of the phenomenal forearm. I'm just not. It was pretty fun though. Um, I want to go to one of those. It'd be it's, fun. It's not like we've got like sh- cheap shitty seats, but in a, in a basketball arena, it's not as. Like, glaring when you have bad seats because it's obviously smaller yeah so it was fun anyways um we got a lot we, we got a lot, we got more to cover terrible stadium yeah whatever i hate that it's it doesn't even matter to me so i want to give us more time than last week to do this fun little uh bracket thing because i got we got good responses to this responses well from two people uh caitlin and b scott so they both liked the segment they said that you were exceptionally good at presenting your opinions because you were so opinionated and polarizing. Hmm. Um, so we're going to do one of these light camera barstool inspired brackets. This time it's going to be what? I'm gonna, I just want to make a hot take. Yeah. Lights camera barstool is the best barstool account on social media. There, it's been said. Bar- I think it's one of the best by definitely. It is. Quality of content for sure. So good. Every time they post, variety like, of content for sure. Every time they post, I'm like intrigued. It's not. I, I don't even know some of the movies they talk about, and I'm like, that's I, cool. You know what I really appreciate from them? Mm-hmm. They always post trailers. So like, yes, the, like yes. New trailer for someone that came out. Like, right. I know a me. I'm like, oh shit, that's cool. I didn't even know the movie existed. Right. Like uh, the Banshees of whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. With the uh, with the. Uh, I don't know. I know what you're talking about though. Yeah, Banshees uh, so- interim or something. It's like a. Bit, it's like oh, it's the, I'm really excited about this movie. The guy quoted. Yeah, the one guy's like best movie of the year. Or something. Oh, what the heck was that guy's name? My hair was. But yeah, it's, it's really cool. It's informative, and there's never anything corny. And they do these brackets, and they used to, and they, and then they like they'll make the the tier challenges. You know the one thing that's missing from them though. Uh, humor persona. Well, they, don't, they don't have any. They don't really. There's not like a. I follow. I think I follow them. I follow obviously the regular Barstool, Barstool Sports, Barstool Chicago, Redline Radio, like the Chicago ones. Part of my like, take. Yeah, part of my take. Exactly. And you, and you always see like other shit. You know, those ones are funny. They make you laugh. That you get to know them a little bit. You know. Yeah. Tell me something that you know about Jeff Ken D. Lowe, Ken Jack. Nothing. I know one thing about Jeff D. Lowe now. What? I don't know if you saw the post today. I think it was today. Um, some someone complimented his haircut, and he said. He gets his haircut twice a week for $70 every time. Why does he do that? I don't know. 
So we know that he cares a lot about his hair. Yes. Weird reasons. That's all we know. I think maybe the that's reason it. that there's no persona is because they are big personalities. And that's why they have... And that's why they're so good at watching movies all day long. And that's why they can focus their... They focus so much of their energy on producing the great content that's sans the personality because the they know that they can't drive content with their with their humor. Wouldn't and, it be nice if they added a little flair or something, though? Well, Even if mean, we didn't love their personalities, what if they just, like, you know, added a little, like... What if they're not capable, I'm saying? What, like... So some guys literally just can't go on like yeah. a video or a pod and be like themselves and have it be entertaining. Yeah, I've never listened to like um, Jeff Delos like when he ranks movies. Yeah, or I've watched like the those are entertaining. They are and and but he, he's like he's good at talking about that stuff. You no, know, I agree. That's I was gonna bring that up. Those are those are really easy to watch and they're long and you can still get through them. And I but I don't think it's because I mean, of it's who he is. It, right. It's because I value his opinion. But he does do a good job, too. It's because he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. And that always helps. Yeah. All right, let's anyway. let's get into this. Um, We'll go through the... Oh, my brother's calling me. He always calls me and I have to say no. But mm. usually I say no even if I'm not doing anything because I just... I don't know. I'm not in the mood. But right now... But you are doing something. Yeah, I can't. All right. We'll, we'll do it like we did last time. We'll go through the first round and then we'll, you know, go from there. Mm-hmm. All right. First matchup, number one seed getting a we need to talk text Terrifying. versus sixteen luggage getting lost. I have a personal story. Okay, when I traveled from Boston to Israel this past summer, yep. luggage did not make it to Israel. I land in Tel Aviv, mind you, a country, a city I've never been to before. Luggage not there. I'm at the airport. There's like a shuttle bus with other students already on it. Like they're already in their seats. Teodora is like our correspondent person with the university. She's okay. waiting for me. Okay. I've been at the carousel for over an hour and a half waiting for my luggage because like more keep coming and coming and coming. Doesn't come. I had to like go fill out a form, do all this crap. I'll tell you what though. Not once throughout the entire experience was I like scared, nervous about it. I was just frustrated. For me, it's a frustrating experience. It's okay. a, it's a, this is annoying. But it was never like, oh my gosh, where are my clothes? Like, my underwear and my socks? No, no. It was, well, I guess I'm going to have to wear this pair of socks three days in a row. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and... It came two weeks later, by the way. That's nuts. Two so weeks. So what did you do? Um, they had some lady take me... And this other girl lost her luggage, too. We went to the mall, and we like bought some clothes. I remember you actually saw that girl. At the yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 her. Yeah, yeah. Felt bad for her, because, I don't know, That's as a woman else. traveling to Israel, losing all your clothes. Well, I think... It's right, though. Two things to point out. You are well traveled, and so that wouldn't bother you as much as the average person. Secondly, it it's highly dependent on context. If I'm going on a three day vacation and it's a ski trip, and they lost my skis, mm. and I've prepaid for the ski passes, and, can't you rent skis? And that's a that's a crazy added expense, and you paid. I mean, unless you can hopefully get a refund for the lost luggage. So you're saying like, so, but in that moment, like, like, oh shit! If it's a trip where you need the thing in the thing, yeah. Like, see, like mine was just clothes, so I was like, whatever. Okay, so getting. And I would make the point that it's mostly clothes. It's always so okay. For so on average, travel clothes. Yeah. Okay. So then, at least for me as a guy, like I could rewear clothes. I can buy some crappy clothes from the Israeli mall. Like okay, so. For me, it was just annoying. Looking that's at, all. looking at, so that's an annoyance versus getting a we need to talk text from anybody. Doesn't matter who it is. Oh. I mean, well, think about the people that can send that text. Mom. Mom. Dad. Girlfriend. Dad. Oh, sig- dad. Oh. Mom, dad, significant other. Yeah. Maybe like another 
mentor figure, like grandfather, uncle, something like that. Um, a professor, perhaps. No, 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 no. Yeah, text. It's too personal. Text. Yeah, it's gonna be someone important in your life. It's someone important in your life, and and it's it has such a negative kind of. Or no, there's another option. It's somebody that you don't know that well. Yeah. Like for instance, okay, you knocked a girl up or something, and then you get texted the next day. Terrifying. We need to talk. Oh my god. Crap. That's really bad. So Wrong. obviously this wins. Yeah. 100%. And I, I like to introduce just uh, something to think about as we go along. That's helping me. Every time I'm, uh, every time we do a matchup, I imagine myself in both scenarios, and I think, mm. how would my stomach feel in that moment? Like, how much would my stomach drop? That's like the level. That's how I'm like gauging my scaredness. Yeah. I think of my immediate immediate reaction. Like, like what would you like? Just, just like between loss. Like, like I do one of these. Ugh. I'd be kind of pissed. Yeah, you're pissed. You're yeah, frustrated. Yeah, you're annoyed. Fuck. I'm, I, yeah. But are you like terrified? Like, oh my gosh, where are my things? No, you're, not, no. you're not worried about where your skis are and that no. they're going to be gone forever. You're wor- you're just upset that they're not with you right now. For sure. But the, right. the text, obviously, you're like, huh? you're like, and then, you, and then you start thinking about what what it could be. And you uh, run uh, twenty uh, things through your mind, and uh, then the they text you. Right, and yeah. you can, and you always imagine the worst. Hundred percent. And then you try to convince yourself it's not that bad. And you you imagine the twenty worst things on on the planet Earth, and they're always like that's the thing. The outcome of that situation is never good. The True. outcome of getting any we need like we need to talk. If you get that send that text, it's never going to be like something good comes of it. It is you a ter- it, it with that. It's Plus a terrifying it like a joke by a friend. Or it's a terrifying person. moment. Yeah, that wins. Okay, that's moving on. Easy. All right, number eight, leaning back too far in the seat. Verse number nine, forgetting to do something your mom told you to this do. This is an outstanding matchup. Yeah, it's tough. Really close. Because when you lean back too far in your seat, and like, because you know how like you got the front legs up, mm. you're on a you're on a four legger. Yep. You're on the back two legs because it's cool, it's comfortable, it's nice. You know, we can't do that in our in our chairs now. I could try, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like yeah. you're leaning back, and maybe you're touching the table or desk in front of you. You know what I mean? Like it's just comfortable. You know, you're bored, whatever, and then you let go. And for a second, you feel yourself go back. That split quarter of a second. What is scarier? Holy crap! No, no, I agree. I think, but it only lasts that quarter second, it's, it's, and then you're back, and then you're good. At its peak, it's scarier. At its peak, it is so but terrifying. It's so quick that you have to take that into consideration. I agree. And it I, is quick. And I, and I have a story actually to, um, that hits home with the forgetting to do what your mom uh, told you to do thing. That happened to me like three times this summer. And because what happened was my mom would leave for like the weekend, and I wouldn't be, I'd be home alone, and so she had like every time she would, she asked me to do something, take the chicken out of the freezer, or, or not even <laughs> ask me to do something, but like, like, like there was expectations of what I would get. Right. Back, oh, like right when we straight. get back, Will would have done this. So that so three weekends in a row, she literally like found something I didn't do right, and she got so pissed, and it was so annoying. But as it as it kept happening, I got more scared, more scared about it because like, oh my god, it's like I hate. So I, I guess, hate to even like deal with that, but I guess so, it's not scary. I was gonna say, when are you scared? Yeah, I guess it's not. It was, I when I was younger, I'd be scared. I was gonna say, I, I, was I, like I relate heart. this feeling more so to like between like I don't know, kindergarten, pick a grade through high school. During the summer, your mom's at work. You're clearly not at school. You're home. Your mom asks you to clean the dishes. She asks you to cut the grass. She asks you to do a chore. She asks you to get the mail. She asks you to do something simple. Yep. yep. And I would forget. 99% of the time. You're a jerk. And the moment when I, when my mom sends me the text on my way home, it all comes back. Like, da 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 And like, oh, and then you, realize, you remember, 
at 3.30 what you were supposed to do, and you know she'll be home by 4. And you have 30 minutes to do whatever that thing was. And if it's cutting the grass, you're screwed. And then what do you do with that? What, do you start cutting the grass? Oh, you start cutting the grass immediately. Yeah. And then she sees you cutting the grass, and she's like, well, you started a little late, huh? And you're like, At least yeah. you're doing it. And she's like, well, thanks. Yeah, yeah, it works out. But What if you don't get that text on the way home? Oh. Then, well, then you're not really scared. You're just screwed, period. So there's never really a... It's only when... Yeah. When you Or when you just have the realization, oh, my God, mom's going to be home soon, and I didn't do that thing. It's, it is it is terrifying, but I, I, I want to go with leaning back too far in the seat here. Because... Just because of... When I'm thinking of like an actual scary moment, that is so terrifying. Because then, because then the rest of the class, the rest of the day, you're sitting in that chair and you're like, and you're you got all four legs on the ground and you're leaning forward. You don't want to feel it ever again. I think we have to take these all as if we would experience them right now. So I can't being like, okay, when I was five years old, I did do something my mom asked me to do. Like I would be obviously insanely scared. Right. But I have to look at this as if if it happened to me being 22 years old. So. We're just gonna do a lean back in, in uh, uh, too far in the seat wins that one. We'll take I it, agree. Takes it home. I agree. All right, number three seed, checking. Sorry, no, I skipped like number two five things. seed. Number five seed. Number five seed, not being able to find your parents. Mm. First number twelve seed, getting too high. I would like to put this question back into the context you just did. You mentioned if this is right now. So obviously, but I don't. So I don't think you can do that. Is what I'm saying. Okay, so maybe we. I think for the previous one though, it wins anyway. Okay, so maybe we can't do it then. But what I'm thinking of this, obviously, I'm thinking of you have to put yourself times when you've never been able to find your parents. You think that you're going to be abducted, and you think that you're never going to see them again. Did that happen to you? In the grocery store all the time, I would never be able to find my mom. See, and then I, I'd, and then I would like be walking around, and my mom would go up to like the the cash register, and like, they'd call on the mic, call you up, and I'd be like, <sighs> you know, <laughs> terrifying. I think that happened to me, but I don't remember it really. So I feel like that means that I wasn't that scared because otherwise it would be jarring. So yeah, my opinion is that getting too high is scary because I've had worse experiences with that. See, I don't have that many experiences with that. Mm. So it seems like we're a little bit. Like there have been times where I've gone too high and I thought I was gonna die. I was gonna say, what so that's like very about? scary. What do you like? You're scared because you're thinking like irrational thoughts. Oh, uh, because like the first, like uh, it's. I always think it back to like the first time I got high. Like I felt felt like my throat was closing because I may be like very hyper aware of my like symptoms or whatever, which wasn't but, like so. Like, in that irrational. moment, I was scared. It's irrational. It's yes. an irrational it's, fear. And then every time it happened where I would get too too high, it would just become an irrational fear of my death. But in that moment, it's insanely scary. So I would always say getting too high. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of friends of mine that like always talk about like greening out and how like that's like a terrifying experience yeah like, i've never done that but i, like, yeah, I also heard or getting too crossed or something um and just because i'm not you know so keen on not being able to find your parents i don't mind the getting too high here upset because i think but i do think not being able to find your parents is absolutely terrifying when you are young yeah i can imagine it from a six-year-old standpoint right my sister brings up to this day the time like she was at the hospital for my brother's birth she was like six and my dad like left her on the first floor of the hospital and he like took the elevator up and then she got in the elevator by herself and like got off at some random floor and just cried for like hours yeah i can imagine if maybe i just never found myself in that position i guess if yeah but if it did because what you because you have no means of finding them zero and you're a dumb baby basically yeah i mean you're anywhere between like four and like 12 i would go up to 12 Uh, when you're 12 even when you're like 13, 14, then you think you're like, well, the better you are. I you guess. think your poop don't stink, but it's like, 
Now you're all alone, little guy. Like, what are you gonna do? You know, well, it's a convincing argument. I don't know. What do you What do you think? What I do say you think? we I say we pass right now. All right, pass. We'll go, we'll come back to that one. Okay. Um, four seed not feeling one of phone wallet or keys in pocket mm-hmm. versus thirteen missing a step on the stairs. Missing a step on the stairs is a similar fear to the falling back, back in the chair, chair, but it's less less strong. Scary. And not feeling one of phone wallet or keys in your pocket usually. This happens after like a night out in the context of like where not like, oh, like I just got up off my bed. I'm feeling my pockets. Oh, where's my phone? Oh, it's on my bed where I just was. Yeah. It's usually like that I leave my phone, wallet, or keys somewhere else where I won't be able to find it. And that's why it's so scary. It's scary because and, and those three things, losing any one of them is detrimental. It, it's so detrimental. You lose your phone. There's not much you got to do. You got to get a new phone. Yeah, you're screwed. Lose your wallet. You got to like... Re- like they can cancel, cancel every card, the yes. new ones, and then the keys. Keys, I would argue, is the is, is the the less. Well, because usually you have a spare. Yeah, usually a spare, um, or you can get like key remade or something. And and, and given okay, so it can be. You know why this could, to to even to magnify the scariness of the situation. What if you're in a rush? Oh right? yeah, like you're about to have a job interview, or oh, man. you need to call your mom. Like something like is pressing that needs to be done. That's usually what happens, right? Yeah, that's when it becomes scary. It's like, okay, I need to go somewhere. Oh my god, where the fuck are my keys? Because why are you checking anyway, right? Yeah. You're like, so, okay, make sure I got everything. Oh my god, where is it? And then your stomach drops. Missing a step on the stairs is a shitty feeling, but it's not bad. It's usually like, like you usually hit, hit that second stair, then you're like, whatever. Then you might skip stairs after that. Yeah, like, it's fine. I don't know. You're usually not tumbled. I think this is an easy one, though. I think not I feeling phone, not phone, phone. wins. All right. This is a good one, but I have a... Oh, I, I, my answer is so obvious. This is this is a very obvious number one. Number three, checking your phone after a blackout. Uh-huh. Or number four, oversleeping an alarm at an important morning. All right. You want to say this at the same time? What are we saying? The thing or the seed? The uh, the whole thing? Or We'll say the whole thing. All right. As it's written here. Three... Two, one. Oversleeping an alarm on an important morning. It's not even close. It's not even close. I mean, it's almost fun to check your phone after a blackout. What yeah. Like, uh, hey, well, I don't know how you feel, but I'm like, I've always been an idiot, and I've always get, I get blackout, and it sucks, and I'll say dumb stuff to people, and I've done that over the years, so I had developed a reputation to do it, mm. which is honestly works out my favor, because it's like, oh, that's just Will, he's an idiot. Yeah. Right? So, I don't really ever care about that. Me neither. Honestly, I... I mean, I feel like you're pretty good at like not doing that. I, I mean, I, I, I don't, I haven't blacked out a ton in the recent past, but when I do, it's like usually I called Hannah and like, yeah, who cares? Yeah, that's actually the perfect person to call. Right. So, um, I think if you're like single, it's different though because yeah, maybe you like sent a text. It's like, so, like I don't know, someone doesn't close. close. Yeah, like that's all, that would, uh, yeah, that kind of should happen to me. We're seeing an alarm in important morning though. Holy crap! Can, is that terrifying? It's so is it. Like at 9 a.m., you have to be there. You wake up at 8:45. Holy crap! You know why you know it's terrifying? Because sometimes you wake up, like in the, like this happened to me on an important morning. I'll wake up, and like I didn't set an alarm, and I'm like, oh crap, I didn't set an alarm. And I'll wake up and I'll fiercely go for my phone, and, and I'm like, oh like, thank oh, god, it's right, not the time. Right. But that that fear is as if you missed the alarm. It's, because and imagine the because because the, the repercussions from missing it are extreme. They can't like it could be like a job interview. It could be even, cla- like a, you have an exam. I'm thinking of just like regular class, like in high school or something. Yeah, you always because like my mom and dad would leave for work. It's like I gotta go to the bus stop. Yeah, and if I don't, I don't know why I was so terrified about that, but I was. I, I know I would be too if I did because I would have no way to get to school and then right. And then I would just stay home because well, right. they would call the cops. I'm pretty sure. I think 
it's truancy or whatever. Already, uh, there's some word for truancy. There's some, um, it's some word that Young Thug once said in the song. It's the definite. It's, there's actually a, like a word that means when a kid skips out on school, and like the parent didn't like call in and say he's sick. Like oh, I think really? the the school is actually required to then call like the. They call the parents. Yeah, because you're supposed to like call in or something. Like you're yeah. not supposed to say like, "Oh, he's sick" or something. Because I think like they could, oh, oh, Kyrie just issued a statement. Hmm. That's probably not a good thing. Irving Nets giving five hundred thousand each to organizations that work to eradicate hate after his post promoting anti-Semitic film. Okay, good for him. It's good they made a statement because people are wrong crazy about that. Okay, anyways, so we're gonna go with oversleeping oh, alarm on an unimportant morning. morning. Yeah, hundred percent. Number six, this unexpected easy. ring of the doorbell. Eleven, looking up anything on WebMD. Easy. I'm going to give it... I know it's easy for you. I'd say it's not for me, but I would still go with unexpected ring unexpected at the doorbell. Unexpected ring at the doorbell. Because I'm just putting it into context here. Even if it's like 11 a.m. on a Saturday, maybe you're home alone. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, and it's so like funny. the doorbell rings? <laughs> Who could that be? And you you're go right, check right. the door, but like you're checking from a distance because you don't want them to see you and know that you checked the door. Do you know what I mean? All right, can we just say that... Can we use that specific scenario going forward in this bracket? Like, it's yeah. 11 p.m. and you're home alone and someone rings the doorbell. Right. And you don't expect... I was home listening home. to country radio uh, in your car, actually, last semester. And for some reason, like, the country radio guy was talking about this. And he was like, someone ring my doorbell at 11.30 last night when I was watching, like, football or something. He's like, I went on my ring and I saw who it was. It's some random man. And he said through the ring, like, hello, can I help you? And the guy didn't answer. He said, hello, can I help you? And the guy's like, so can I borrow your phone or something? And he's like, no, go home. And then he was like asking like the listeners if he handled that right. And I was like, 100% you handled that right. No way you answer that door at 1130 at night. Like, and I think his girlfriend was with him or something. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. That's creepy. It's terrifying. And, and to add on to that, very similar um, story, something I saw on TikTok, I... Went out a rabbit hole once, and I saw these people on TikTok who had posted videos of their ring cameras when, like, a creepy-ass person came up to their door at, like, mm. 11, like, in the middle of the night, and, like, were, like, looking in, like, it That's was, like... terrifying. And they were wearing, like, masks. It was, like, it was, like, real. It was, like... I never felt scary. I was just, like, kind of addicted to it. But, yeah, so that's an obvious one. I mean, and you've heard about this guy near the BC community. Yeah, the it's, like, stalker Tom. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember his name is, but, yeah, I don't know. That's that's the terrifying. It's definitely creepy. And I, I will like you're home alone, or you're just with you're with people, but you're just not expecting anyone. That's freaky. and like you're the you're the man of the house. Like you're with like your younger you, brother, or younger like brother or you're someone that where you're like in charge. Definitely, and you're like creepy. supposed to feel like confident. Yeah, because if you were the subordinate in the situation, you're like you're oh, like, like they'll handle it. Less nervous, right? And, and just to acknowledge the looking up anything on WebMD, I in the past because I overreact to things sometimes and shit like that happens to me. Like that has scared me, but I have to be objective and be like most of the time, like it's not really that big of a deal. And, and I think nowadays everyone realizes, oh, like, now yeah, it's such this, BS the, because they like you don't have cancer. The stereotype now exists that like right. Oh, if you look up anything up on WebMD, like you're gonna think you're gonna die. Like you bumped your elbow, you're yeah. fine. All right, number seven, when you hydroplane versus 10 going through turbulence. This, this, is, this is easy for me. This is hard for me because neither, I never have hydroplaned, and I don't oh. care about turbulence. Uh, exactly. You don't care about turbulence. Nobody does. It's literally... My dad literally, My dad really scared of it. Really? Yeah. But every time you land. I know, turbulence is... Like, landing every time. Like, Mr. Manzi, you've landed every time. Like, why would turbulence... Like, no... Have, there's literally never been a time Whether, in the history of planes where turbulence led to... A crash. There is turbulence on like ninety nine percent of flights, like, even, like, to some degree. I know. So, but I, when you hydroplane, I've hydroplane before. What does that mean? You're it's, not, oh, water. It's, like 
but there's like a, a really thin layer of water because it's raining or something, and basically you go to break and like it's like <laughs> lose control. It's like <laughs> and that. like you can't break and like your your wheels are still spinning. Is that why they tell you to like avoid puddles and shit when you're driving? Because uh, I don't. Want it's not usually in puddles though. It's usually just like when it's raining and like and you're a at a red light. Expanse of water. A lot of times, like you're at a red light and then you start to go and you can't move. That's scary. Yeah, it is. Right, I can imagine that's scary. So that's you have I'm, imagine having no control of the car. Yeah, and I've had, and I felt that before, and that that's what it's similar, that. similar. All right, sketchy dude walking directly at you, two seed versus seven. Sorry, fifteen seed email from boss you never talked to. I think it's a weird one. I think this is. I don't even think we should talk about this one. Well, sketchy dude walking. Sketchy dude walking towards you is always terrifying. Email from boss you never talked to. Uh, like, like, what does that mean? Like, does that mean like you're seeing like a notification from the email? Yeah. You're not scared by that. It could be inevitably. like, yeah, that's dumb. The email could be good. Especially if you do walking directly. It's terrifying. Hashing slash. It usually never is. It never actually is bad, but right. Like you convince. Like a lot of times, what happened for me? I'll like, you make up a story. This, in your head. this guy just broke out of prison. This <laughs> happened to me that, like two weeks ago. I was in a gas station, some random gas station in the middle of nowhere, Massachusetts. And some guy was walking kind of towards the car, and I was parked, and Caitlin was in the gas station going to the bathroom, and I was like. The guy was kind of walking closer and closer to me. And I thought I looked like he made eye contact with me. And I was getting kind of nervous. I'm like, oh my god, this guy like gonna kill me. Like we're kind of a shitty town, whatever. It's a stupid stereotype, whatever. But yeah. I, I, but it never like it scares you. Yeah, yeah. And you. No, and I, I literally like lock the door. Whether like, or not you don't want it to be scary, it is. Yeah, it is. All right, we are done with the first round. Let's go through and more quickly here now. Let's proceed to the bracket. Second round. We're gonna have the number one seed. Getting a we need to talk text facing off against number eight seed leaning back too far in seat. I think this is pretty unanimous. Getting a we need to talk text. Right. I mean, that's terrifying. Because you still have the comparison of like one is like one is a like a very quick fear and the high peak and one is like a longer term thing. But the peak of we need to talk text exceeds the peak of we too bad for getting too far back. They're getting a we need to talk text. It's you overthinking so many scenarios and so many things. It, it's You're just scared. an overall mass of scares. Versus, it's versus like, like a <gasps> leaning back too far in your seat is it's too. Uh, it's not complex enough of a fear. It's too quick. It's too quick. It's, it, it's not intellectually. It's not. It, there's nothing intellectual about it. It's, right. it's pure human instinct, actually. Yeah. All right, so that is easy. Okay, number twelve. We said, oh no, this is what we need to come back to. Pick one. Getting I'm, too high, you said you're scared of dying or something? I mean, that's more extreme than not being fired parents, I, I imagine. I'm going to go with, yeah, getting too high, just for my... I'm going I'm to let myself take that one. So 12, I think, See, I think getting too anyway. high versus the four, not feeling one of phone, water, keys, and pockets. I mean, that is that is so scary. And I think that's... It's two different types of fear to me, though. But it's such a relatable fear for everyone, I think. Yeah, I think we have to go with... Four because like, like you're someone that loses that crap all the time and it's still scary for you. I lose it every day. Like almost I every day. almost never lose it, so it's astronomically terrifying. You know what has me. helped me? I have now air tags and Your all these things. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Um, so yeah, yeah. It's it's for the scary. sake of being objective, especially like you're out the door. You're like, oh my god. Like, oh. Or like you went out to the bars last night. You wake up in the, the morning. The your phone and wallet are next to you. Where are your keys? It's so awful. All right. Um, so this. Going over to the other side of the bracket, we have 14 seed um, 
upset winner, although I don't think it's an upset. Oversleeping an alarm on an important morning versus unexpected ring at the doorbell. I think this is really hard. That is very difficult. And I think they're scary for such different reasons. Yeah. I would say... One has more consequence. But I think you can't really factor that in because it's not about that. It's about scare- how right. scared do you feel in and, the moment. And here's the thing. Oversleeping an alarm on an important morning, you're scared because you messed up. You're scared because what oh, are they going to think if I'm late? Right? What's my gonna, career's over? Right? Or something. Whatever it is. The other one, unexpected ring at the doorbell. Oh my god, I'm going to get murdered. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Which is objectively a bigger fear. It is a much bigger fear, despite it being more irrational. It doesn't matter. I don't know. I well, think, let's see, let's, now let's think about the average person. So you and I think maybe more than a lot of people in the whole in the world like would be more upset about missing an important me- morning. I've decided. Okay, for myself, what? I've decided. Unexpected ring at the doorbell is more scary. I agree. You have to. Yes. If you oversleep something at an important morning, like send an email, like apologize. Yeah, you can do it. But for that, for for that. 30 seconds to four minutes, whatever it is, of wondering if you're going to get the door, wondering who it is, wondering if you can peek into the window and see who it is, depending on what time it is, depending if you're alone. Wow, is that scary. And I'm, I, I think maybe we have to be careful of not confusing fear with a different emotion. So in the scenario of the oversleeping and alarm and important morning, you're scared at first. First, you're fearful, and then you're like... And then it's like regret. Then regret. It's like, ah. It's like, I can't believe I didn't do that. And like, you're disappointed in yourself. And yeah. there's, there's a big... There's a flood of different emotions, and I think solely fear is overwhelming the whole scenario with the ring. For the sure, because you're just... Yeah, you're scared, period. Yeah, yeah. So, we're in agreement. All right. When you hydroplane versus sketchy dude walking directly at you, because you've never hydroplanes, yeah, I, I, I think you're gonna go sketchy, dude. Well, I was gonna say, do you want me to imagine that hydroplaning is the same situation as me, like losing control on ice? It's very similar. So I lost control on ice once, and I my car fell off the side of the road. It was scary, right? Definitely scarier than people walking towards you. What? There's ne- there's never been an instance where the walking toward this cushion, there's never been a scenario where the sketchy dude walking toward you ended up being having a bad outcome, but. Hydroplaning, right. every, every time you, degree, yeah. Think of thin ice. That. Basically, think of thin ice where like you can't, don't have control of the wheel, kind of, and you can't break. Yeah, that's, and it, like eventually, like obviously in your case, it didn't work out, but eventually, like it usually, like you get off and like you can finally start having control. But in that moment, you're thinking realistically, like I, I'm going to crash. Like I can't control this. And what what's terrifying is it is because you're in the moment before the crash. You can't prevent you it. You can't prevent it, but no. you could technically prevent a sketch. When a sketchy dude's walking towards you, you're almost readying yourself to be like, I'm gonna, I, 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 like, right. and the, run, and attack this guy. The sketchy like, dude thing, it's only scary if it's like dark and you're alone. It's very specific. It, it doesn't happen often enough. I don't think it has to be like a very, like, I think it's, I think it's just context here. Cause if it's, if it's daylight, it's the amount of scared you are is like minimal. Yeah. And usually like, yeah, I agree. And there's usually people around. There's usually people around. I, I don't think that's, yeah, I think it's gonna have to lose out to any hydroplane. Yeah. For enough. All right. Unless we uh, should pay more attention to the sketchy dude. He's not just a dude. But I still think hydroplane, you know. Wait, what, do you, what do you mean? Say it again? Like it says sketchy dude. Oh, it has to be like, okay. Oh, you know what I'm saying? So like, it doesn't say just dude. So what does that mean? Like, I don't know. Think of a sketchy dude. Think yeah. of someone sketchy. Uh, like some guy who looks like raggy clothes and he's got like a bald like, shaved head or something. Like Jesse from Tattoos. Breaking Bad. Oh, like he, 
Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Or like someone like The Rock size with like tattoos on his neck or something. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think it's hard because that's... It's so specific and it's so dependent yeah, on... Yeah, we're going to have to not go with We're going to go hydroplane. So in our final four, we have getting a we-need-a-talk text, mm-hmm. facing, not feeling your phone wallet or keys in your pocket. Yep. And on the other side of the bracket, unexpected ring at the doorbell versus hydroplaning, losing control of the wheel. We're going to generalize. Okay. They're all terrifying. Yeah, they're all pretty bad. I think... In terms of the first matchup, getting a we need to talk text versus not feeling phone wallet or keys in your pocket. I think not feeling one of those things in your pocket is scarier. Interesting. I was leaning the other way. Only because it happens a lot more often. And at least in my experience, getting a we need to talk text, I mean, it's been very few occasions. Like I said, it doesn't happen as often. But a lot of the time, it's always, I always scare myself more than what it actually is. Oh, you think it? You know. Oh, so you think it doesn't end up being bad? Like it almost, I almost hype up too much. So uh, it's interesting because you say you bring up the fact that obviously the volume of times that not feeling one of phone wall keys in your pocket is greater than the volume of times that you get the we need to talk text. But wouldn't that contribute to the scariness of? The when you get a talk test, because it happens so rarely, so that when it does happen, you're like, okay, this is a big deal. Like this versus is like versus like when you lose something, you're like, oh, I lose it all the time. Yeah, but I don't. I mean, I don't lose anything like that all the time. But almost at the same time, the counter argument is that because it happens so rarely, like I don't even know if you could. Like I can't even think of the last time I got a text like that. Yeah. Like I can only imagine a scenario, a scenario in which I did get one. Right. And I would like I would obviously feel like what the hell. Yeah. Like if Caitlin texts me right now, we need to talk. Now that would be really scary. Yeah, that's true. Like that would be really scary. I agree. Versus me losing my keys right now. That's like, true. You know that's what I mean? Like one on one, like one on one scenario. Right. And a text right now. We need to talk. Versus. Versus like you lost your wallet. Like she, she called me like thirty minutes ago and I didn't answer, and she texted me right after. Like I'm already like thinking like what could that be about? Like, she's probably just saying, she, she might wants, just be saying she wants to like chat about whatever. But it's like right now I'm thinking, wait, what happened? You know? So are we so, in agreement? So yeah, then? I, I would agree with you then. Getting a we need a talk text. It's definitely scary. I say so it's gonna move on. I thought I think it's close. And I think that the key wallet phone thing made an admirable run to the top. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I, I was uh, impressed. Unexpected ring at the doorbell versus hydroplaning, losing control of the wheel. To me, they're very similar in the sense of there's the moment in time where you're hoping it goes away. Okay. Please let me gain control of the wheel again. Please let me get traction. In the other scenario, please let please let that know. or please let that guy walk away, walk please. away, or have it be like my buddy. Right. There's like the moment in time where you're freaking yourself out, like please fix itself because you can't control it really. Either way, it's interesting. I think we have to. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna propose something to you. Do we have to? We have to like we have to make sure we're acknowledging these situations in their entirety. So True. we have to imagine no, that. I agree. A knock on the doorbell could also mean like a knock on the doorbell in the middle of the day. When it's usually like some salesman that's just fine. Or just still. Right? Do we have, like we could, do we, I mean, I'm just, uh, maybe that's not true. Maybe we don't have to say that. Maybe we don't have to be general like that. Maybe we can be specific to nighttime alone. But um, if you look at the other side of things, no matter when you hydroplane, it's going to be scary. That's true. No, that's true. Every time you hydroplane, every time you lose control of the wheel, 
like you're thinking, I'm gonna crash. This is terrifying. I have no control over this. Please, car, just fix yourself. So this is really hard. This is really hard. I I think my gut wants me to say something, but it's, it's just even, the, the extreme of the one. I think is a little scarier than the other. Yeah. What are you, are you are we on the same page? Yeah, but in general, the other one's scarier. Yeah. Oh, oh, across the board. Across the board. But in the, the peak of scariness is definitely higher with one of these. And I think that's probably why we have to move it on because that's the same rationale we've had. That's true. So so getting an unexpected ring at the doorbell. Yeah, that's got to move on. It's terrifying. It's really scary. It's so scary. The more I think about it, the more I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe that was like a like, seed. Because that's like... You could have gone to bed at 11 p.m., but you decided to stay up. I'm going to watch some TV in the family room. So we're in the doorbell at 12.45. It's just like, free. holy crap. That, why would someone ring the doorbell? Especially especially if you're like, especially in a suburban neighborhood in, a, like, like, like I imagine my childhood home, we lived in like a neighborhood. Right. And it was like in the middle of the woods, basically. Mm. Like, and at 11 o'clock at night, I'm not expecting anybody. If someone knocked on the door, like, why the hell is anybody over here? Yeah, that's That scary. would be freaking terrifying. So, like, my neighborhood had, like, like I mean, there was so many. That made a lot more houses on the street. less scary, right? Or no. Uh, it's almost like, like, why our house? You know? And, like, at the end of the day, it's the same. At the end, at the end of the day, it's late at night. What the heck are you doing here? Yeah. Even if, even if like, it ended up being somebody you knew, it's still scary. Because you're like, was why someone the you knew, fuck are you here? Wouldn't they text you? Because yeah. because it it means bad news if they're there. Here's the thing: unexpected. If it was a friend or someone you knew, nine times out of ten, they're giving you notice. Yep. Yes. How many times do your friends come you're over? Right, you're right. Is the Not very word. often. And if they do, it's during the day. It's a yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, that's moving on. Championship Sunday. That's not really Sunday, but I just wanted to say that Wednesday. Championship Wednesday. Getting a we need to talk test versus random, unexpected ring the doorbell. Which one's scarier? Which one takes home the cake? Again, like I want to say something, but I I, I I can't jump to a conclusion. I can't I can't jump to it. I, I, I have to same, be logical about with this. the same rationale that we've used throughout this tournament. We've considered the peaks of of. Being scared. I'm being scared. That's of fright. We have to stay consistent, right? Right. And so, I mean, getting a we need to talk text. At the peak of that, you're thinking your girlfriend's breaking up with you, or she loves somebody else, or, or you did something stupid. Oh, I did something bad. And you're going to have to hear, hear about it. Um, or like... Maybe like it's your mom or dad texting you that, and like somewhat maybe some uh, like a loved one died or something. Well, no, I don't think you say we need to talk if a loved one died. That's like obvious. Yeah, you I should guess. obviously like. But it's usually something serious. serious. Yeah, yeah, it's not good. Like you, like I guess I would have a harder time imagining what it would be if it was my parents, right? So they would say it's they easier. They would say we need to talk, and I'd be like, I wonder what the hell I need to talk. It's about. easier to think of the girlfriend, girlfriend, and nine times out of ten you're thinking, frick, she's gonna break up with me. Yeah. For whatever reasons. Something and then you go through reasons in your head. And then on the flip side. Unexpected ring at the doorbell, peak of that fright is you're thinking, like, there's like a criminal at the door who's going to, like, either rob me, like, kill me, abduct me, or, like, Torture break me. in, or something. I, 
the the first thing I think about when I imagine myself in like in that situation, I'm going I, like this. I, I, and I would I would immediately think about the movie The Strangers. Have you seen it? No, right. but I, I saw it was um freaks in the scary movie draft of uh, Barcelona Chicago oh, really? or whatever. So it it that movie's free because it's like that's essentially what happens. These two couple is in a house in the middle of nowhere basically, and someone rings on the doorbell like at one a.m. They look out the window, no one's there, and they and then the doorbell rings again and stuff, and then there's one this girl's in the front of the house and she's wearing like a thing over her face it's just freaky like that movie is the epitome of like yeah. doorbell ringing scared yep so that's why i think about because i've seen the movie that's what i think about and that freaks me out even more the fact that, that movie exists yeah to create that possibility in my head that that could happen to me like and makes to me your fun. house like to where you live are Ugh. you kidding me and they die at the end so a spoiler but i was no i thought we were gonna that we were both gonna agree on that what that that is scarier that's gonna win yeah it's gonna win because you are fearing for your life. Fearing for your life. That, at the end of the day, that is the biggest fear that anyone could have their and own I think, life. I think, I think in some cases, in most cases of the getting we need to talk to text, you usually try to almost psych yourself out thinking like, wait, no, it can't be that bad, right? At some point, you know? Yeah. Like you're thinking like, oh my gosh. Exactly, you're right. You're right. Wait, wait, I didn't do anything. She didn't do anything. Like... You could you could, lo- you could logically reason that, okay, nothing. it's probably not that bad because right. we haven't done anything. How do you... How do you logically reason that it's like an innocent ring at the door? No, it's not. It's not. And you, and you could be. And I, I'm trying. Like I'm trying to think of like like the earlier example of like the getting too high thing. Some people would never get scared of when they're too high, right? But I don't think there's a person in the world. Yeah. Who, like literally, you could be the meanest, toughest guy ever. Yeah. You have like ten ARs in your in your house, but when you get a ring at the doorbell, eleven o'clock to like the middle of the morning, and you didn't know anyone was coming, like your first thought is like, what the heck? Yeah. I don't Scary. care who you are. It's universal. It's terrifying. All right, that uh, that does it. I think that was an awesome discussion. Um, no uh, Joey Cruz tonight. No, well, this is the thing. They are texting me right now. I told them I had the pot, the show tonight. They're like, oh, we need you guys. We need you for like this the co-rec basketball game. Like, We don't have subs. Joey and Cruz. Joey right. Cruz. Oh, so that's the game. That's what I They're at the game right now, and they're like, oh, get here if you can late. I'm like, well, I'm doing my show, dude. Like, I don't, And I don't, you know what, and... Yeah, we're over time, but I'm like, well, Joey's not here, so I don't really care about how long we do the show. I'm, I don't really care about correct basketball, and they have enough people to play. Yeah. They just, like, don't have any subs. I'm like, dude, if I didn't have any subs, I'd be happy. Yeah, right. Why would yeah, you right. want me to come who's, who I'm not going to pass to any of you? Yeah. And, and, like, so really want me to come? Like, I guess maybe they really want to win the game. Who are the girls on the team? Oh, apparently they're dreadful. It's like Sarah. Who's awful, I guess. Lindsay. You mean at basketball? Yeah, yeah no, sorry. Yeah, I, sorry. I don't mean it. No, I'm not being like, no, she's an awful person. Yeah, she's yeah, shitty, yeah. shitty at basketball. Um, and then Lindsay's Ver, who's like tall, but hey, what, what are you doing? We, we, have, we have another second we gotta do. Oh, the last one? P. Scott requested that we make sure we did it because he thought we needed it last time. I think he's right. Because big money picks the week sponsored by Big Burst are important and did we, did we not do it last a, week? No, remember we didn't, and I just had to fill it out, and I posted the yeah, yeah. picks. Um, Lindsay's Ver, anyways. Lindsay Ver, tall girl. Volleyball player, but apparently bad at basketball. So they need me. I don't know. Whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm doing this. All right. Uh, I know we're a little late, guys. 820. I don't mind, though. I, I'm, I'm glad that we went. We dug into the bracket. It makes it better. Big Money Picks of the Week, sponsored by Big Burst. Manzi is 10-2 and two in the last two weeks. Manzi, me. Has t- finally taken the lead on Tros, who was beating him all year. Had a rough week. Rough week he did. You were one and five. I was five and one. So it's tight now. It's tight. We got stuff to play for. And uh, I'm also to also want to say I'm also 
second place in the Manzian Trust Pick'em, which Trosses mm. decided to not partake in the last Slacking. couple of weeks. Slacker. It's all right. All right, we'll go through this quickly. These are the lines as of today at 6.37 p.m. We have five games for you. Uh, Buffalo, minus 12.5 versus New York Jets. What do you think? What are you taking? I've been riding with the Jets all year long. Yep. And last week, they really disappointed me. The Bears went to, went to New England and made your Pats look utterly embarrassing. True, true, true. And then the Patriots go to MetLife, and Zach Wilson becomes the Zach Wilson we knew he was. He was. He he like like all of a sudden it was like nope. These are the Jets. They they played like the Jets last week. The Bears blinded you. They blinded you to the sad reality that the Jets have the lost Bears, thirteen straight games to the Patriots. The Bears told me the Patriots suck. And the Jets have been telling me all year long that they were good. So simple calc. And simple, last year, simple calc. And last year, like the world became balanced again. Yeah. As Thanos once said, you know, balance is all things should be. Yes. Pats beat the Jets. It made sense. As the world goes round. Should be. So part of me wants to look at that and be like, well, the Pats beat the Jets. They always beat the Jets. Like the Jets are still a good team, and like they can still do this. Okay, but that's I'm fair. Just, that would be fair. That would be fair. It I would even it argue fair, with that. But I'm just tired of pretending that the Jets are good. Zach Wilson sucks. So you're taking Buffalo minus twelve and a half is what I I don't like how big the line is because I took Buffalo minus eleven last week and they won by like what eight. Yeah, tough. But I'm gonna take Buffalo again just because. They got Naheem Hines out of the backfield that Josh Allen could throw to. Not that that affects anything, but I'm not sure though. They could. I just think Who that they'll employ him. I'm tired well. of pretending the Jets are good. Basically, I think Zach Wilson's going to do what Zach Wilson does best and make himself look like a younger, more agile Carson Wentz. <laughs> Buffalo th- by Buffalo by seventeen. So you'll take the twelve and a half. I'm going to take Buffalo minus twelve and a half. Okay, so I agree. I also like I also like the over in that game. What is it? I don't know. I don't care. You do like you'll just take it. Yeah. Okay. So I agree with everything you said. Different conclusion. The different conclusion is simply based on the fact that twelve and a half points is too many points. And totally fair. I, I don't. I I think Buffalo is an amazing team, and they're the Super Bowl favorite for a reason. They're the best team in the league. But it's the same yeah. reason I took the Packers last week at plus eleven, and I was right. It's because I just think that's a lot of points for NFL teams to win by. And you're, actually, the New York Jets were five and three. So yeah. um, I'm gonna take Jets plus twelve and a half. See, I, I I thought the same thing too. But then I look, like then you look at games throughout the week, and there's always like five, six games that are decided by more than two touchdowns. You know? Yeah, you're right. So, and like and so the games you don't expect. Betting usually, on that, but betting on that to happen with the, with that game is yeah, true. Makes sense. It's tough. Okay, so next one: Miami minus five in Chicago. I must take Miami minus five because. The Dolphins have not lost a game where Tua played the whole game this season. The Bears have definitely looked better. Dustin Fields has played better. Last week was concerning considering how poorly the defense played. And he just traded Roquan Smith. Miami has been explosive. Yeah, Miami is an, an outstanding offense. So I think Miami minus five. I hate to do it. I know you're a Bears guy. I think there's promise in Chicago, especially with Claypool coming in, I, I just I can't ignore what Miami has done. I think Tua is like slightly the real deal. So Miami okay. minus five for me. Does, does that line make sense to you? The Cowboys were favored by ten last week. Obviously, like they covered, but take away hindsight bias. It is weird. Don't you think Miami should be favored by more than this? Because it's in Chicago. 
versus Chicago was in Dallas. So by that logic, I think that makes up five points. Well, it makes up it's, it's ten. It Miami make up three? So I think Miami's a better team than so Dallas. So it's the equivalent of like them playing in Miami, and it was Miami minus eight. So that's still saying. So that you're Dallas saying that Dallas is, is better. No, I think Miami's better than Dallas. No, I know. I, I know. I'm saying that like that. This this Vegas spread yeah. suggests that they think yeah. Cowboys are better. It's interesting because I think the Cowboys. I think they have a better record. But, it's close. And yeah, I, maybe. You also, but you also have to consider that Dak Prescott has only played two games. They are like four and one with Cooper Rush at quarterback. So I, I, I can see the argument being made, but I get what you're saying because Miami yeah, weird, right? has played exceptionally well and they've beaten good teams. So uh, every piece of logic inside my body is telling me to take Miami minus five. I just can't do it. Just can't. It's not your favorite. I just can't. I, I, I cannot take Miami minus five here and watch the game and be like, go Bears. It's weird. Okay, fine. That's fair. Chicago plus five. I honestly think like. You know, we could easily lose this game and keep it within five. I think Chicago's good at that, losing mm. games within small margins of error there. But I also think, you know, Miami's a team that's lost to a few bad teams before. But they had like Skylar Thompson and sure. Bridgewater quarterback. That's the that's the reason why I'm excited. That's why the reason why I'm excited about it. Two's been great, you're right. I don't know. But every team every team's destined to slip up at some point. Yeah, true. And I'm I, gonna take Chicago. I think maybe the other reason Shocker. why I'm against Chicago in this also, Fields because wow, yeah, whatever. Yeah, Chicago pissed me off last week. I had him in my parlay, and they they screwed it. So mm. I'm annoyed. I honestly am so excited about the Fields Claypool era. So you like Claypool? He's very, I've read a lot about it. It's very impressive. I've tried to read as as many things about it as I can. Seems like Chicago's pretty split. A lot of like diehard football fans are saying like you know like we obviously gave up too much. Like that's the that's the that's but those the bottom are line. those are diehard football fans. Diehard Bears fans. They like it, it seems that they like it, and they're aware that it was a lot for Claypool. The second round picks a lot. Aware of that fact, they're still happy about it. You can because it shows that the Bears organization is good. trusting Fields, seeing his progress over the past few weeks, giving him a weapon, and also wasn't it rumored a few weeks ago that the Packers were looking at Chase Claypool? I mean, it's a win-win. Yeah, you don't invest capital in a receiver if you are like very uncertain about. Quarterback position. Justin Fields has played his best football over the past three weeks. I think it's and, a, it's and a, when Ryan Poles, BC alumni, oh yeah. is taking that into consideration. Hundred percent, it was. I think it's also okay to acknowledge that both things are true. You can say that I'm excited to have Chase Claypool, and also say that maybe a second round pick was too much for him. Right, but I think all things considered, I think I think it was, I'm happy that they made that move. And mainly you know because, what? and the opinion of a Bears fan is only thing that matters. Mainly because it shows the Bears trust Fields. Fields is getting better, and they're willing to make moves, and they're willing to, to make a move to get him. Like there's not an Aaron Rodgers situation where we're like, do you think they actually made the move just in spite of the Packers? Maybe you, you would. You up to five percent of the move was based on that. You would like to think so, right? Yeah, that'd be awesome. All right, Seattle versus Arizona. Arizona minus two. This is this easy. easy. Seattle Arizona plus two. Arizona sucks. Seattle, Seattle has two. been Gino's impressive. Great. Gino, I saw Gino in a. I, I saw our quarterbacks, a pretty comprehensive quarterback rankings list today on the ringer.com. They they updated like every week. And Dan Gino is like the seventh best quarterback in the league right now. He's pretty much the real deal. I mean, we've had, I think, enough of a sample I, I size. Mean, can you name seven better than him? You know what I mean? Like, you can name six, obviously, according to that list, but. What are guys that you were like, eh, I don't know. Um, at yeah, this moment, for time. sure, for sure. Like, I think despite the fact that Russell Wilson has played shittily, you can't, like, there's actually, it's statistically proven that in sports, it, 
doesn't work to look at like recency bias plays a part in evaluating talent, but it shouldn't. You have you have to well, look at the entire sample size of their career. That is see, that is a more accurate predictor of the future than the last five games or whatever games. I think that's totally dependent on how you define the future. If the future is week nine, I think it's totally okay to look at the recency of the games and pick Geno Smith. If you're a team right now, I don't pick a team. Pick a okay. pick the Patriots, if you will. Maybe. Who do you want as your quarterback next week, Geno or Russell? Geno. I, don't, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't hesitate. Okay. 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 So you're you saying, okay. Okay. You're, if you're looking at like two years down the, the road, week. if you're looking at a year down the road, that's two years fine. down the road, rest that's of the fine. season, it's totally different. But shouldn't I be looking at that? No. We're looking at who's the, who's the better quarterback right, right now. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right. That's fair. Okay. No, we're we're on the same page here. Uh, Seattle plus two. You can't. You can't even see how points they're playing. Arizona, who's been like I don't know, like yeah, very volatile. Call, Call of Duty came out. Apparently it's <laughs> yeah. pretty good. So. He's he's definitely been grinding that shit. Yeah. Um, this is a hard one. This is a hard one because both teams suck. Both teams are wildly underperforming. But it's also why it's kind of easy for me. They it's both like suck. LA Rams give me the, Tampa Bay. They both suck. Give me the team with the points. Okay, that's that's fair. That's, that's my fair rationale. rationale. I'm not going to argue why the Rams are better than Tampa Bay because they both stink. They both kind of stink. Brady minus three. I'm I'm yeah, taking Brady. I'm taking the. Bucks minus three because I, I'm looking at the two quarterbacks and although both have not played well per se, Brady has played much better than Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford has an awful touchdown interception ratio right now. Does he? Miserable. And Cooper Cup might not play, mm-hmm. so I think that's why the line moved slightly because there's a. He, I think he practiced. No, he like didn't practice today, but he like. Maybe did a little bit. I don't know. If Cooper Cup does it's not play, in the, it's up in the air. If Cooper Cup does not play, I totally switch to Tampa Bay. Are you allowed to do that? He's that big of a, f- a force. I'll let you do that if it if it comes out if to switch it because it won't. I mean, before the game, game starts. Yeah, of yeah, course. of course. Yeah. All right. So if Cooper Cup does not play, I'm taking the Bucks. All right. Good. Cool. All right. Cooper Cup is that important to the Rams? Absolutely. He's like the only guy he looks at. It. If you watch the Rams games, he's literally the only it's almost, guy. It's he actually to. boring to watch because he only throws to him. I I found it boring. It actually works. No, it works. It's smart. Them. I mean, it's definitely the right move. All right. Um, this is a wild line to me. Tennessee versus KC minus twelve and a half. Tennessee is five and two. Right. I think they're both five and two. Yeah. Let's let's just or look at this. Maybe the Chiefs are four and two. Yeah. So the Chiefs are great. No, no doubt. And they should and, be favored to win. And they're favored by twelve and a half. Buffalo's great, and they're favored by twelve and a half. Buffalo's playing the freaking Jets. <laughs> and the Chiefs are playing the five and two Titans, who have looked better and better every week. And. I don't, and maybe, do you think maybe, like, maybe this is a reflection of the of the fact that Tannehill might not play again, but I don't even think it matters, because yeah, that's not I what agree. It, I don't think Tannehill, at this point, I don't think Tannehill adds much to that team. No. And Malik Tannehill is a dual threat quarterback, so They're a good team with or without Tannehill. Yeah, and, and again, back to my point about where you can see bias or whatever, the Titans have proven in the last four years they are a solid football team. I agree. And every year, every year, roster. every year you think like, yeah, it's going to be average. Yeah, why they have, uh, they're going to be average. And every like, year they exceed expectations. They're worse than their record suggests. So I think, I, though I think KC will win this game, the 12 and a half plus. Yeah, you sure. Gotta, you got to go plus 12 and a half. I agree. I, I agree with the rationale here. Before, I just, I'm just tired of the Jets. I'm just tired. Yeah, tired. I know. We used to like hate the Jets betting on them, and now it's like, that's why I'm, I'm we, back. We've been picking them. It's like it feels wrong, and now it's, we're it's like reverting back to the norm. Okay, mortal locks quickly here. What's yours? Mine is I believe the line was eleven. 
I put my computer away. I believe the line was 11. Uh, tomorrow night, Philly minus 11. Is it 11? It's minus 14. I think it was 11 when I checked. Hold on. Let me check. What is I'm it? I'm looking uh, at Excel, DraftKings. Check the Excel sheet. It's minus 13 and a half. In the Excel sheet? Yeah. When I put it? Yep. When I typed it in? It is. Okay. 13 and a half. Yeah. Give me Philly. That's a lot of points, Ryan. But Houston is miserable. Houston sucks. Philly's undefeated. Philly's undefeated. Wait, so are you riding the Philly train then? Like you are on board? I wrote a note, Philly, Philly, <laughs> because the Phillies are just kicked some miserable Houston ass in the World Series. And now the Eagles oh, are playing Houston. That's good. I, I didn't, yeah, oh, I totally like, did not pick up in the parallel. Wow. And did you see like the, how Penn State like picked up earthquake waves? No. When Bryce so Harper hit the home run, like the freaking like seismic chart wave went That's how nuts. They were. And then the swore bomb, yeah, it went a little nuts those too. But the Harper bomb was insane. Those Philly fans are crazy. They literally picked up like as an earthquake. I don't like them, but they're crazy. I just think Philadelphia, the city, has so much momentum. Yeah, momentum. And I'm All tired around. of, I'm tired of like acting like NFL games like decided by two touchdowns is like so crazy when it when it happens. When you have a really good team versus a really bad team, right? You know what I mean? It could be a trap game, though. As it they, could, as they like to say. It could, but I mean, it's always potential for that. I don't. I don't. Mind I'm just tired of looking at big lines and taking the other team. Like the like, and of all the teams to pick a lock for, the Eagles is that's just the number one choice. They're they I honestly be the best team. I hated the rest of the lines this week. No, no, I didn't. Like I them. hated them. Even yeah. the one I picked for my mortal lock is not like. I don't love it. I thought that would have been a fun game to talk about, just because Heineke's got so much momentum. Well, so I'm going to pick Washington uh, plus, you know, three and a half. That game's uh, just—I mean, all these games are so tough, just because like you can argue so many things. Heineke and the Commanders have some momentum. The Vikings have looked strong all well, year. That's and the they've thing. Consistently won games. So that, that's why it was hard for me because the Vikings are solid. They played solidly. I just think that at some point or another, Kirk Cousins shows why he's Kirk Cousins. Taylor Heineke is the spark plug. He's, he's like good. the Ryan Fitzpatrick I like of the him. modern era of football. The Ryan Commanders have played better than people are giving them credit for. They've had some good wins. I honestly remember at the beginning of the beginning of the season, I thought they were going to be the the top team in that division. Yeah, that was really dumb. Yeah, in hindsight. All right, but I get what you're saying is like, oh, I, I I felt something with them, you know? Yeah. So, I uh, yeah, no, I know because I think plus three and a half, like like they could lose. I think they could be a one point game. I, I don't think the regardless of the Vikings being six and one or five and one. Mm-hmm. Six and one, maybe. Six and one, I think. Or yeah, I don't know. Six and one or seven and one. No, six and one because they had to buy. Regardless of that, they are still so prone to like bombing a game. They're definitely a team where you can look at them and be like, "Oh, they could easily lose that one." It's, it's the Vikings. It's the freaking Vikings. Cousins is their quarterback. Totally different picks we went with here. I took I took a team with a slightly better record because they're actually good. Mm. As they're as good as their record says, and I'm trusting that. And you're looking at the other team's record and saying they're not as good as their record. Yeah, you're right. Is that we had opposite like opposite rationale there? It's good. All right, well, it's fun. Um, mortal what? locks. There yeah, those are our mortal locks. Those are our mortal locks. Sponsored by uh, Big Burst. Big Burst. Who was um, who's who's been in like maybe a year hiatus now? Two year hiatus. Well, he was writing today. He was writing today a little. Wow. Was he was he singing to himself like he did sophomore year? Yeah, but very quietly because he was at work. You know, BK and Ute brought that up to me the other day that they remember hearing you through the wall, rapping to yourself sophomore year. Really. 
Yeah, that's crazy. I don't remember it being that loud. I remember it being so quiet. I just think that nothing was going on in there. Like to me, it was it was because it was quiet. It was more annoying. Less like it wasn't like so loud. It was like the like you know how you can hear lips move. Yeah, no, 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 no. It was. I wasn't like. I wasn't like you're definitely quiet. I wasn't like my father mad at like I wasn't like crazy. No, Yeah, I think I was just like bored and. I mean, dude, dude, sophomore year there was it was literally the year of nothing. nothing to do. There was nothing to do all all year long. And I struck out um, with uh, you know the Amanda Santoses of the world. So yeah. I, I was I was pretty like much just like nothing. I had nothing going on, you know. Yeah. Besides like podcasts and the rapping and the eating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we. You know, it was nice. We used to go to Mac and then the show. It was like consistent. Ryan doesn't like walking very far to come to the studio anymore. He, it's he, so far. It's nine minutes. Nine to that spot. Probably an extra one and a half to get in here. I just, I guess, Probably in 11. comparison, it was so easy to come yeah, in here. Yeah, like, we go up there and there would be late. Well, it's not that I dislike. Oh, there'd be late night right there, too. It's not that I dislike the walk. It's that I underestimate the length of the walk every time. You know what I'm getting? We're, I'm getting late night. At the rat? Well, I didn't eat dinner yet. You know one thing I want to say before we, before we, uh, ended here? Sure. Looking back at the 2021 draft class. Oh, you want to talk about that? Okay. It's really quick. Really quick. It's it's bad, right? Let's look at the quarterbacks that were drafted in the twenty twenty one draft class. Oh, dude. Oh. Let's 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 list them, right? Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, yep, Justin Fields, okay, Mac Jones, Trey Lance, Davis Mills. Can you think of another? Am I missing someone? Kyle Trask, maybe. Hasn't really played. These are the. I mean, Davis Mills is borderline relevant. Oh, like people who have started, I'm saying. Are, are, These are the six quarterbacks drafted in, in that class that we can think of. Make sure we can find all of them. Okay, okay. Right. Yeah, Kyle Trask, Kellen Mond. They haven't played. So, yeah, yeah those, those, guys, those, those, those are the six care. guys that we, like, right. have been at starters. That we've seen in the spotlight. Yep. Well, Trey Lance, actually, not really. Trey Lance, but, you know, no, we, we, put, we throw him in there because he was the third pick of the draft. Right. So let's look at these quarterbacks. You know, if I asked you this, beginning of the season, two games into the season, last year, we probably would have said Mac Jones or maybe even Trey Lance if it was last year. You know, we weren't sure. Because it was undecided. Because right. we hadn't seen enough of You him. could maybe have said Trevor Lawrence really, just because the rest of them weren't that strong. But Mac, Mac was pretty the consensus after the year. After the, after last season, yes. Yeah, he was the consensus. Well, I want us to revisit that question. Okay. As of right now. I know what you're trying to do. I, I just mean, realized it. I, I mean, I'm thinking about it. As of right now, who is the best quarterback from that draft class? Who... So that's a different question, though, than which quarterback is playing the best ball. Okay. But sure. I would like to ask both questions. So before I answer, or attempts to answer, I would like to say that the that regardless of what I think, yeah, these quarterbacks have been a massive disappointment. In general, this was yes. One of this was supposedly this was touted as one of the best quarterback classes ever mm. pre-draft. Mm. That's like that's legit. I mean, right. you took three quarterbacks in the top three. Yeah, wild. Took five in the top fifteen. So that's nuts. That is crazy. Um, I would say that the the best quarterback in this draft class is probably still Mac Jones. See, I thought you would say that, but because that's the first name that comes into my head when I think about it too. But then I look at how he's played, and I'm like, does does that make sense? So the reason why I'm, but I didn't say why he's. I didn't say that it's he's best playing best right now. Right. The reason why I say he's the best still is because. You have a whole season of solid play to go off of. Okay, so you, a so playoff game to go off of. So you're still and much, then, very much valuing last year. Yeah, and and he's played what four games this year, 
he's only played four with two with a whole new offensive scheme and a patchwork offense not patchwork offensive line but an offensive line that's underperformed so I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that's an excuse like everyone has to deal with that but like right. I'm just I'm trying to I have to evaluate I cannot wait the four most recent games more than the rookie season so that's why I think he's probably still the guy you'd pick be, just based on the whole body of work I honestly am going to go with what you're going to say. And I think Justin Fields is probably playing the best right now because he's a... In the modern NFL, we've seen that these guys who can run, who are dual-threat quarterbacks, are so important. They're valuable. It's I mean, we Lamar Jackson it literally carries a team on his back. They help teams win games. Rodgers, you know, throughout his career, mobility was extremely helpful. Yeah. Josh Allen... Is Super essentially cool. a fullback when yeah. he runs. Mahomes, Mahomes is very mobile. Mobile. Justin Herbert can even you know he can move with his legs. So last year people were talking about, talking about Kyler Murray. So how mobile he exactly. Was. So Jalen Hurts, guys who can extend plays but also can throw the ball are that's that's what you covet. I know Fields has been kind of inaccurate, but he's played better and he has the arm talent. There's no doubting he can chuck the ball. Yeah. So. I think the fact that he brings both the both Mac and Fields are are not like playing like great as traditional quarterbacks right now. Like throw, they're not like throwing no, high no completion percentages. For, nobody's throwing for three hundred yards. But basically, three if you say they're the level playing field in that regard, then obviously you got to give the edge to Fields and Lawrence. I don't put in there because he, because his expectations were so high, like like next Peyton Manning, next Luck that he's played so below that. I, I think it. He's. I can't even put him in this conversation. Yeah. Trey Lance obviously has the injury and not Zach enough. Wilson not enough. Zach Wilson literally is the worst one of them all. And Davis, Davis Mills, Mills is like just is like, average. So. He's like if he were a color, he'd be great. And we don't see, we don't honestly watch him enough because he's never on. Like you're not gonna watch the Texans, so I can't even like speak to it that much. But like we but, know that he's pretty average. But Zach Wilson's the worst. Zach Wilson is the worst. The Jets quarterbacks are always awful, right? So I don't know. That's my take. What I mean. Are you gonna say, I mean, I'm thinking you're gonna say the same stuff as I did, right? I disagree with the first part just because expectations aside, Trevor Lawrence I think is better than Mac Jones. You would still take him as the I would, quarterback. I think I would still take him as like overall. If I were to, I mean, I'm so biased, obviously, because if I like in my head, I'm thinking if I were to start a franchise, I'd pick Fields just because of how well he's playing and like he's bare, obviously. But how can you take Lawrence at this point? I, I just, I've, seen, I've seen him make too many bad decisions, regardless of the physical tools. But I mean, haven't you seen Mac Jones make just as many mistakes? Not, not over the entire body of work. Trevor Lawrence threw 17 picks last year, led the league. Miserable. I get the situation was bad, but this year he's made a bunch of brilliant plays too. Not, not as many, but it, I don't know. I, something I, missing with him. I think I, I believed in Mac. I think the four games this year, I'm taking into. Great consideration. You're waiting it more. Uh, Why? Per game, yes. Because um, just because, like, they've been so like just because you were good yesterday doesn't mean you're going to be good today. Uh, yep, yep. Recency bias. Yeah, but recency bias. I think with such a with such a young quarterback, anyway. Like recency bias with Aaron Rodgers, for example, doesn't really doesn't matter. I'm not sure. You're right. But with Mac Jones, it's like, well, four out of the what? Like, I don't know. And you could also games, we have to games. we have to. Take into account that, but you can. Uh, okay, yeah, continue. Obviously, Justin Fields is the best playing quarterback right now. Okay. Wow. <laughs> we can also can we just say like Mac Jones had McDaniel's last year, so that could have contributed to his success. 
versus now, he does not have that. I mean, so, I remember you chanting zappy, zappy, zappy the other night. Okay, I was drunk. So don't be putting me on. Don't the entire be, Gillette. You put me on blast. Entire Gillette City. I know, I know. So I, like, you know what's pissing me off? All these guys. I mean, I think I mentioned this last week, but all these guys on like Patriots Instagram, like, and shit, they're like, screw the fans of the game who were like booing Mac. Was, like, I'm like, dude, it was, it was literally everybody. Don't act, and don't act like if you weren't there, you wouldn't do the same crap. You, Whatever. All right. Um, you know, we got we got a long time. Yeah, uh, an hour forty. Longest episode ever. Longest episode ever. I don't care though, because you know we don't we don't we won't ever get to do this again. Because usually Joey comes in right in the dot. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Good segments today. Yeah. Um, Hope you guys enjoyed. If you guys are uh, still there, I don't. I don't think anybody is still here. Hour forty is tough. Yeah, Keelan. There's no way Keelan's listening. Hour forty is tough. All right. Um, all right. Trost, you want to send us on our way? Yeah, do my uh, Manzi and Trost signing off.